to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. It's not college basketball. It's Clarence. Let's get ready to rock. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Just Another Friday Night Podcast. It is November 5th, uh, 2021, 8.26 p.m. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. (laughs) I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. And that's why we have this man right here, V, with us today. Greetings, my fellow vaudevillian. Greetings, greetings. I'm so excited to have you here. You are one of my favorite, favorite people in the world. As you are of mine a favorite. I enjoy this podcast quite verily. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, guys, we have V in the house. It's November 5th. I mean, what a better way to uh, start off our Friday night, right, guys? Friday night. Yes, welcome Friday night. Says on this 5th of November. I hope you are enjoying the day of Guy Fawkes and celebrating. What are you doing out there to cause anarchy? B is here causing anarchy. I don't even know where my partner is. The night is young. (laughs) So, guys, uh, light up a match, drink some beer, cause some anarchy, and join us for tonight's November the 5th. Yes, I cannot wait. In fact, I should get out there quickly to begin creating chaos and anarchy and vendettas i'm sure so what does your audience have to say for us double a i'm curious before i go and make my (laughs) anarchy Uh, known in the house oh lordy and juan says noise (laughs) and jason said what up bros jason i wish uh i wish uh cm was here to tell you what up but uh hello christopher juan and jason welcome we got v in the house it is november 5th for all you comic book lovers, for you historical buffs, today's Guy Fox Day. Guy Fox Day, the great, great patriot of his country and his nation. Guys, what are you doing right now causing anarchy? Chris, Juan, Jason, any causing any kind of explosions out there? I know many of you deal with the totalitarian troubles on Facebook. And end up in <laughs> Facebook jails many times now. Yeah, I know you, one person has. <laughs> you need a guy, folks, to need to need show them the way. Yes, you need a powerful symbol to show them. What's Underneath up. this mask is a man, but ideas, double A, are bulletproof. Yes, sir. Yes, they are. And I love this whole getup. Wonderful, wonderful. What will you be discussing tonight <laughs> besides my ventures? Uh, we're going to be talking about everything that's coming out. We're talking about V for Vendetta. Uh, the book and the movie, which is all about Mr. V here. So uh, Rizzo says he's not causing any anarchy. He's just drawing. Uh, right, you Chris? should draw a letter V. Yeah, how about Chris. drawing V? That would be wonderful. Yes, or draw me, but the letter V also. <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's, it's fucking awesome how, you know what, this week sucked, V. Uh, this week sucked. But now that you're here, I know you're going to cause some anarchy for us. As Man. should you, sir. Enjoy yourself an alcoholic beverage and yes, celebrate. Guys, cheers. There'll be no blowing up of the Bailey tonight or Parliament. Instead, I will be here with you 
and drawing, as Rizzo says, a V with a V. Ah, sure. But alas, I should make my departure and get out there uh, <laughs> and allow, perhaps find your partner somewhere so that you can continue this wonderful show that I love so much. Awesome. So, all of you, as I said at the beginning, Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. All right. V. It has been a pleasure to see you. All right. I'm out. All right, guys. That was Mr. V giving you guys a little uh, taste of what's coming on for tonight. Uh, Juan says he's rebelling while changing oil. All right. All right. Well, shit. Hopefully it's not a... Not an asshole you're changing the oil from. <laughs> uh, Rizzo says he might have trouble sleeping tonight. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to cause you too much trouble, Rizzo, <laughs> unless you unless he did something at uh, Lark Hill. So we'll we'll see right now, and hopefully my partner comes back, my my real partner. Guys, we have a whole lot of things going on. How was your Halloween? Uh, how was your week? Uh, is your Friday even better? Are you going to have a good weekend? What's going on this weekend? Uh, before you ask me, Jason, uh, they are going to have... Oh, what is going on in here? DM is in the house. What is up, Friday Nighters? I just saw a cloaked man on top of your roof. Yeah, he's a... Uh, Jump he's... off. He looked really badass. Man, what a guy. It's his night tonight. He looked like this guy on my shirt right here. <laughs> People should not uh, fear their governments, double A. Their governments should fear their people. You think so? But... That's what we think, man. Yeah. Uh, what is up, Friday Nighters? Oh, Rizzo's in the house. Wanny boy in here, <laughs> Jason. Oh man, nice. Yeah, see, I'm late as you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, it never fails. Every time the, the double A gets a really great guest, I'm over here dragging ass. So you know what are you gonna do, right? You got a cool beer for your old yeah. pal, yeah, Stone yeah. Cold. Yeah. Uh, Friday Nighters, what is up? Uh, man, good to see you guys. Good to see there's some stuff going on tonight. Let me tell you guys. Hey, I haven't seen you since prior to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you guys oh, a, fu yeah. a fucked up story about this 12-pack right here. I go to Walmart, get this 12-pack here of Shiner Light Blonde, and I open it up, and much like a carton of fucking eggs, there's a cracked beer in there. So I got me an 11-pack instead of a 12-pack. That's terrible. So how's that for your Friday the 13th fucking... <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, that's not the date. Today's November the <laughs> <laughs> It is an anarchic day. You know what? I did break a mirror last week, though. Yeah. And that's how I paid for it. Me and uh, Juan had a great discussion about putting... Is the universe always in balance? Are things that happen, do they create other things? Like, if you get good fortune, did someone else get bad fortune? You know, you know I... I don't like that idea, and I hope it's not true. You know, so but but uh, I have come in contact with stuff like that where I'm like I may have said something or did something fucked up, and then it usually comes and bites me in the ass. That's and true. I'm like, yeah, mm, karma, right? I hate that, man. I hate karma. that because I don't want it to be real. I know, I know. Um, Double A, is there any pop culture news? I know that oh, guys. Man. We're okay. keeping it eternal spoiler free tonight. Okay. If anybody has yeah. seen it, we're not. We haven't seen it yet. We're going to probably see it this it. weekend. Yeah, uh, but no, maybe the big news was the trailer for the Book of Boba Fett. Oh my! Man, yeah, oh that man. went up on the Friday Night Faithful and on the Friday coming, uh, just on the Friday Night page coming out December 29th. So almost like at the very end of the month. But man, the book is coming. You know, I follow Robert Rodriguez on Twitter, so that's okay. why I first saw okay. it. I was like, oh shit, oh shit! Oh, because he's doing that one. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. So. And. And again, I give this man all the credit in the world because we have never been Boba Fett fans. As much as people have loved him all these years, we were always like, what's all the fuss about? This yeah, is the like, guy that got knocked off the fucking thing by Han. Yeah, accidentally. I mean, like, Boba, even like Django, I was like, 
completely sold on Django either. Uh, I think Mando is kind of like the first like Mandalorian I've actually really enjoyed. One hundred percent, I agree. Uh, From episode one, I yeah. fell in love with Mando. Yeah, but I will say this: in Robert Rodriguez's episode in season two, I was like, "You just made me a Boba Fett fan." Oh yeah, yeah. He I mean, kicked he major ass. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, so, and uh, we love Fennec too, so that's going to be great to see them mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, super excited for. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, and then um, I saw like a whole listing. It's like the Book of Boba Fett. I think it's um, Andor. Oh yeah, Obi Wan. I'm looking forward to that. Obi Wan. Uh, then there was another one. Yeah, so No, it was Ahsoka next, but then there was something like in between. Oh, okay. Those two, I can't remember, but I mean, man, it's like a whole slate of Star Wars shows that. that is going to be coming out. Yeah. Oh, Mandalorian. The oh, okay, yeah, Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Uh, cool. Man, so it's kind of like. Finally, Star Wars heavy. Finally, that's what we've been wanting ever yeah, since like sure. the Disney bought it. We're always like, when are they going to start pouring out the Star Wars? Stuff, and, and you man? know what, Double A, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I am, but do you feel like they should be? We should stagger it out a little bit more because, like, right now we're in a lull. What if ended and now we've got nothing from Disney? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Unless you're rewatching well, those old shows. I know, I'm... like I said, the plans kind of all changed. It was all yeah. supposed to lead into, I believe it was supposed to be Doctor Strange. I mm-hmm. think was the first movie that was supposed to come out. After the shows had ended, mm. it was supposed to be strange, and then like it was going to go into like Spider Man and all that shit. Yeah, you know, so it was going to be one big story, but everything just got fucked up. And well, maybe they're giving people time, like right now, to like what like we gave you Eternals, like go to the theater watch Eternals. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? but it's like you said, man, you're kind of throwing them on another hard sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one really knows the Eternals yeah. unless you're like a big Jack Kirby fan. You know that yeah. you're going to be like, oh yeah, the Eternals. Yeah, and then it's so many of them too. It's like, how do you? How yeah, do you? I know. Where do you jump in? It's at, such a cast and then you don't know who is who and you're like okay i know i like richard madden yeah but i don't know his character there, right then there's angelina jolie and there's someone Some high, high, yeah. you know kit currington mm-hmm. kit Harrington, yeah. Harrington, yeah. Well, i couldn't so remember last of, week remember so it's kind of like fuck you know so i know people yeah. are going to be like well who is he right who is he you right know? And, and i kind of don't like it too that they kind of look um i hate to say it but like kind of generically dressed in a way like they look like each other because i've seen the figures and i'm like i really wouldn't want to play with these you know what i mean like, but then again it's kind of like i guess because the comics are kind of like brighter like i think richard maddox maddox character is like dressing like in blue he's the blonde hair. guy right yeah. the main blonde one yeah, yeah so interesting what do we got here in the comments here uh rizzo says he likes a beer that uh you have uh oh. i feel like it's true and then jeremy in the house says yo what up jeremy? jeremy man how are you uh doing uh after our last episode uh, i still haven't had a chance to dive into saw uh because i was preparing for this episode which the, we're going to talk about you know obviously you know uh i gotta fix the name here it's no longer double a and v uh v left <laughs> v was here that was cool man i missed out um but um yeah man uh oh super fun episode super fun having you on jeremy and i, I gotta uh, dive into saw uh for sure um i mean take your time you know. those, you know, don't worry about those yeah yeah uh-huh. no doubt no doubt um but um oh and then man you know if you're into wrestling golly wwe just released a whole slew of wrestlers again uh some that just got signed you know yeah i saw like the keith lee thing keith lee, um, uh and cross scarlet got uh let go um frankie monet who was tied to valkyrie she had just got signed not too long ago wow she, uh that's morrison's yeah, uh lady. yeah she just got released and she posted like on on twitter saying how it's kind of surprised <laughs> and that she was kind of like angry a little bit about it you know about just being released all of a sudden they're saying due to budget cuts, but everyone's all like, but the reports coming in are saying that it's some of their biggest 
you know, money, money months mm-hmm. they've had in a long time and they don't understand where does budget cuts are coming from? So yeah, uh, yeah. I think you know, uh, so, Rizzo was saying he agreed with the, our, our our karma conversation. Oh, okay, but okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's like, crazy. It's what do you more, think's up with Vince? Is there something going more, on? I, I keep hearing here and there that gonna he's sell, gonna sell the company. It's kind of like why then? Why did you destroy all these other wrestling companies? Yeah, if your whole end game was just to to fucking sell it there and not only that too but i mean it's it seems as though like for years like shane stephanie and of course triple h have had like a vested interest yeah but and it it's still like, always comes down to him though well, well right know? but i mean you wouldn't leave that to your kids i guess not <laughs> okay he's there's grandkids too because i know stephanie yeah. and triple h have yeah. I, i'm and sure shane, shane has kids shane. too yeah shane yeah too, so, so i don't know um it would be a shame to you know i, I don't know man i'm sure they're gonna be set with whatever deal they're gonna be making but still it's kind of like Damn, that business has been with the McMahon family since Jess mm-hmm. McMahon. You know, the very first, you know, before Vince Sr. Before Vince wow. Sr. So wow. I mean, golly. What do your what do your and I don't know if you conversate with this uh Dibley, but I know you have a pretty for the podcast, a presence with some older wrestling fans. Do you did, did the conversation ever come up on their thoughts on what the you know what the older generation thinks regarding what Vince is doing now? Oh or? yeah, they hate it. Oh, okay. No, no, they hate it. They hate what he's doing now. Could it herald a return to the territory age? Could yeah. this allow smaller promotions to pop up? You would think so, but it's kind of like wrestling isn't that way it was anymore. You see, back then you can make it work because people believed in wrestling. Mm-hmm. They believed it was oh, real. I see. Interesting. You know, now everyone knows it's just a bunch of bullshit. And yeah. it's kind of like, how are you going to get those hardcore fans back? Look, Ring of Honor has been around for so long trying to do that. And yeah. look where it's at now. It released a whole all of its wrestlers. Yeah, they seem like they're hurting, which makes you know, me sad for them. I would not want to see that place go away. I it, hope somebody would buy that. Impact, you know. you know, is doing its niche, but just to survive. I mean, it's really only AEW and WWE, yeah. honestly. Is Corgan still involved? Billy Corgan with, he is uh, with the NWA? NWA, but I mean, it's just a it's a presence that, on YouTube. That's I it. was going to ask you, how does that promotion it's run? Just, is it just a YouTube? It's just YouTube. But you know what? Maybe that does mean it, it could herald. Him, you but know? I'm sure he's still bleeding money in some way. Oh, I'm sure. Bit, yeah. Know? Oh, I there's got to be a lot of overhead in wrestling. I mean, like, yeah. unless you do maybe like what Lucha Underground was doing, where you're like, hey, we, we're in one place all the time. You got to come they, to us to see wrestling. But see, the thing was that they were giving their tickets away. Shit. Yeah. So that's what I heard. That That's why I understand the whole thing was is that they would give up the tickets away for free. Well, it's kind of like, well, how are you going to keep fucking running that right, business? Right. And then I heard the production cost was so high. Oh, it looked like there was a lot of yeah. production that went into yeah. it. Yeah, the so, makeup was great yeah. and the ring, the no, setup. And no, then, like, I mean, they were doing all these vignettes in between. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa, yeah. this looks so, like it's kind of pricey. And, and that's why it's not around anymore. But, but I mean, I think you tell yourself you throw the money at it early on and you hope that it blows up. And then, like, you know, maybe they could have gotten to the video games, the action figures. I mean, you're trying to – you look at the – all of WWE and you kind of want to like but see they were like set or like WCW they were like bleeding money even right. at this highest well I money. thought a lot of that too though was because they gave away the big contracts like you, you know you've got to I mean the guys should get paid for sure but you've got to make it also too where it's like hey you can do this for a hundred K a year versus you working at a warehouse or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do you love this business I mean, I or whatever? So, you know, I, mean, I think so, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a rough time. And I don't think the, the territories will ever come back. I would love to have this conversation with someone like a Brandon Oliver yeah, and yeah. like us really sit down and chop it up. Yeah. Um, maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go to something cool. Right, speaking you know of that too, kind of maybe in our future. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking you know, about yeah. that, you know, the wrestling 
uh, store. Yeah, that'd be a great time. Yeah, we did hear about something that may be coming up soon, guys, uh, where potentially we could be doing, we've been asked before, essentially a live show uh, at a place. It would be on a Saturday. Uh, We would be there set up at Rolling Oaks Mall. We're hoping and looking into it, and we're going to see what we can do, but potentially we could be there uh, amidst some other vendors and possibly podcasters and do something live. Um, But it's all going to be like... From what I understand, it's just wrestling based. Yeah, and there's going to be, I think, live wrestling going on. So it's I wonder how that would wrestling, be. But then he said the vendors too. That the vendors say they can only be like wrestling merch only. So it's kind of like Ooh, so we can't sell, we can't hawk our own merch. Yeah, <laughs> our, no, apparently not. So. We'll find out. I'll find yeah, out for you so, guys. But I mean, that's not until January. So yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll we'll work out the details and we'll let everybody know. And that would be really fun for us. That'd be our first time doing that. And maybe be- that means we can get people right out of the ring to come sit down with us yeah. and talk. Yeah. You know, get to know them and yeah. see what they did in the ring and who they are. And you know what I mean. Uh, I know Thunder Rosa often goes to that wrestling store in Rolling Oak, so I would love to have a chance to sit down with her and her sit down with us and talk with her. So, oh, um, so cool. Anything so like cool. that would be really really awesome. Um, talk about our four-hour shows that'd be a, that'd be a beat yeah. right? so uh i i think that's fun um but we'll let you guys know keep you posted on that did i miss any highs or hellos where's steve at tonight steve steve didn't cheers with me Thanks. tonight it's, it's a little cool out there so oh, maybe he's not doing that. i mean people many people were just enjoying <laughs> the cool weather and they're out there i think there's some stuff going on at my house with the family uh, guys too at heroes they're having another uh horror guest coming at heroes of fantasy the 410 it's the from the old texas chainsaw massacre movie the actor who played the grandpa. <laughs> oh, wow. he's still alive? Well, he was actually a young dude. Oh, you know, so like when he did uh, the the newer movies, he was like in his forties or fifties. No shit. Yeah, so cool. he was actually a young guy. Young guy. So you'll be at Heroes uh, tomorrow from twelve to five. Uh, so that's that. And then the, the big boxing fight tomorrow. Yeah, Melo Alvarez is looking to become the sixth man to. You know, be the whole undisputed champion, the only champion in his weight division. So right, right, man, right. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting. But uh, everyone's saying not to overlook this dude, this Caleb Plant. Okay, they're saying don't okay. overlook him too much. You know, he might, he might be a surprise. So I'm looking forward to coming over tomorrow and watching yeah, that yeah. with you uh, in the evening. Um, what else, Double A, was I gonna tell you about? Uh, I have never ever watched a show again as fast, like rewatched. But I finished my second viewing of two seasons this week. Last week I watched it once, and this week I watched it again. Ted Lasso. Oh. <laughs> if you guys have not watched Ted Lasso, it's only on the Apple Plus unless you know a good bootleg site, which I won't say that I do. <laughs> but um, some people do, and they share that information with each other. Did your buddy um, uh, tell you on site? <laughs> a little bit of anarchy there, yeah. Um, fantastic fantastic show i cannot say enough jason sudeikis totally kills it an amazing cast so funny and heartfelt there's so much great stuff about it uh i highly 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 recommend ted lasso i think apple plus is five dollars a month it is 100 worth it for that one show i'm sure there's probably some other stuff on there when season three comes out i will 100 be subscribing because i probably won't want to wait um but yeah <laughs> highly suggest uh Excuse me, Ted Lasso. If you saw my Halloween costume, obviously it was inspired. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that one is one that I would definitely recommend uh, to anybody out there looking for something new to watch and get a hold of. Um, what else? Double anything else? Um, Let me see. Uh, sporting news. Aaron. Oh, what do you? Yeah, I was about to ask you that. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers not being vaccinated? Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, lying. so you're out here sweating and bleeding and coughing on everybody? What a fucking asshole. That's yeah. what I say about yeah. it. I'm like, 
okay, say what you guys want about the vaccine, and you can believe what you want, but we here at Just Another Friday Night, you know, we're yeah. vaccinated. We yeah. talked about it a lot of times. Yeah. And despite that, we both experienced COVID in our yes. homes. You yes. know, my mom got it, double A, you yes. got it. I mean, so it's like. It's not a joke. <laughs> I would be super angry at this fucking guy. I would too, because it's kind of like uh, they were all supposed to, I guess, get it or whatever. Yeah. And he said he got it. So they're kind of looking into it now. So. Yeah. And I heard he took one of the drugs. I guess that like Joe Rogan had said to take or whatever. And it's like, all right. I mean, you know, I don't like the idea of you playing fast and loose. Okay. So in their world, right? Double A. All right. Let's just say, believe what you want or whatever regarding the vaccine or whatever. But let's just say we do know this. We can at least agree that it will make you sick for less amount of time. So let's just say, you know, keep, and I know you can still get it even if he has it, but you're instead of being, you know, you're sick for fucking that long, you're betraying your fans. You're yeah. betraying your fan base. Yeah. Right now, this shit, this shit fucked up people's fantasy. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as well, I, I, think, out, I think we were thinking Packers this week, but yeah, we both were like, I was like, no, going Chiefs no. on this week. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Jeremy says, man, Rogers is a complete asshole for that. <laughs> I do not disagree with you, Jeremy, 100%. Yeah, man, man, so. I was like, golly. Uh, so that happened and they're looking into it and then, you know, the Phoenix Suns owner, they're looking into him, Yeah, you know, racism, misogyny and all that Ugh. shit. So, uh, <laughs> so all that shit going on right now. So, yeah, man. It's yeah, wild. Then, uh, I guess Odell Beckham was crying too about mm -hmm. not wanting to be in Cleveland anymore. Yeah. And they, well, I think his dad came out on Twitter and was like, he, Baker needs to throw my son the ball, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, that dude oh. fucking blows. He blows. That dude's a waste of space. That he's another fucking receiver that opens his mouth too damn much, you know, and doesn't produce shit. Would so. you want him in Dallas? No. No, because I, I saw take, him in I, New York. That yeah. guy's that guy's injury prone for one. Yeah, he is. He's injury prone. And then two, he talks a lot of shit, but then he can't back it up. You, you, know? you know, not only that, but like these receivers, it's got to be super hard to be a wide receiver, right? Because you do want the ball, but guess what? We know you're going to go to you, so we're going to double cover you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you almost have to have a double threat, so that way you, you, the quarterback has to be spreading the ball out because they're going to know you're going to go to Beckham. You're going to go to Beckham. I mean, uh, you know, Tom Brady, New England. I mean, golly, it was like you know he spread it out, and mm -hmm. that, you know that's how they were able to win. You know, so um, any team that's how you're able to win, you got to yeah. hit the tight end too, and you got to have a running game. You mm -hmm. got to have a running game. I mean, it's like I don't know. So I mean. It is kind of weird. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. He's on the bench. He's been on the bench the whole season. I haven't yeah, played him good. because <laughs> I, I was just like, I yeah, was seeing, he's, he's giving me no nothing. points. He sucks. Yeah, like, I mean, again, I have him on the bench, but I still check his points in case it nothing. starts blowing up. Yeah. But no, nothing. He hasn't even been playing, I don't think. So they've got, well, I know the, the one is hurt right now, but it's, it's Chubb and the other guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're the ones tearing it up. I mean, yeah. for Cleveland or whatever, you know, and it's, and even then they were both hurt that one week. So it's like, well, you didn't have, either of them or whatever but it's like they're obviously going with the run you know what i mean so yeah but yeah so that's crazy football news um anything else double a we think that's maybe worthy of of, of speaking about well the spurs beat milwaukee if that's anything no they are the champs right yeah yeah defending champs so um, i know we took a bad loss in the night though we, we took a bad so. loss against lakers against yeah. milwaukee against pacers and against mavericks so yeah. man it's not it's been rough. Right? It's rough. It's gonna be. How do you rough. feel about the team? Though you feel like they're looking like potential. They're fine, I, man. But I mean, it's just golly. Yeah. We, it's it's hard when you watch highlights like from like our local stuff because it's like it makes us look so good. I'm like, wow, those guys look great. Yeah. And then I'm like, I need to look at like a site that hates us, like ESPN, in order to get a, a fair. <laughs> 
I'm like, man, I really want Pop to get that record this year. It's going to be a long fucking way to get there. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, man, that's right. And you know what? At, at at his point in his career, can you imagine how it feels? It's probably like, you know what? I just want to kind of hang it up. Like, I've got my <laughs> rings. Do. I've got like, you know, you peaked. Yeah. So you're man, like, all right, now you're starting back all over again. It's like, damn. That's got that'd be know? like if you retired from working and like then you just were like had to start over like oh, at the bottom floor. You'd yeah. be like. No way! I put in too much time. Fuck. I'm fucking done. Like you know, Ugh. I have to admit, man. I know he was trying to honor that Lamarcus thing, but once Lamarcus left, I'd have been like, I think I might be out too, guys. You know. Well, man, you know, Lamarcus was supposed to be our guy, though, man, and he just couldn't lead the team for shit. Total bust, man. That was such a waste. Man. That was. I, mean, like, I thought was he like could have been the next big team. pickup. Yeah, you know, so long. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> he couldn't do shit for us. Jeremy says uh, the. The Oakland Raider wide receiver. That, oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. I know that killed the woman and the dog. How awful was that? Uh, what would they say? How fast he was going to? I, I didn't really. It was like a hundred and something. I'm Shit. like, what kind of car are you driving? It goes that fucking fast. I mean, uh, Joe is in the house and he says, "And I'm back." Yo, what's up, man? We've been missing episodes, brother. Prayers are with you and your family. Um, yeah, I don't want to say your yeah. business, but we'll say that. Uh, are you out at the game? I know. It yeah, is... I saw his posting, man. That this is his son's last game. Go there. Hornets! Yeah. Well, he's a senior, and it's his last game yeah, at the, at the, at the stadium. Hornet Stadium. Yeah. But I think we're gonna get in the playoffs, and we're gonna keep it going. Uh, uh, checking in from down the street, guys. We're up. Oh shit! Yes, twenty-eight zero win, and we're yes! in the playoffs. Nice. Let's go Hornets! I think Joe said that this would have been the first time in ten years that East yeah. Central be in the playoffs. I was like, damn. So check this out, something cool, Double A. So, uh, you know, Joe's son wears number four uh, uh-huh. on the defense for East Central, uh-huh. and um, my our, and our good uh, fellow local, you know, entrepreneurs, but uh, the charcuterie to go go, my cousin Priscilla, yeah, yeah. Um, her son uh, plays uh, some uh, middle school football. Well, they had the opportunity to um, play, I think, at the East Central field, and they got to wear like the Hornet uniform. He wears number four also, so it was like oh, it was like weird. Shit. I was like, okay. oh, that's kind of cool. Nice. So yeah, nice. so he he plays for the middle school though, but you know, <laughs> I think he'll probably continue the number right. four. All the right. number four tradition will carry on. So uh, we hope that that will be will be uh, uh, great. Uh, oh, and he says uh, it's going to be the Joe and Lucky Bowl. Is that game right now? That's y- y'all are there together hanging out. Uh, let me know if you guys are Joe. If so, tell Luck we said what's up. Um, and uh, interesting. Then now watch this bowl. <laughs> uh, Joe says, yeah, Legacy Heritage play in East Central uniform. Very okay. cool. Yes. Yeah. So I believe um, he'd be like my little cousin, I guess, because it's her son, my cousin's son. Uh, goes to Heritage, I think. I'm not really sure. But, uh, but yeah. Joe says, yes, we're here. Lux's daughter is at Clemens. Oh, very nice. Yes, I saw him dancing. He did the dance with yeah, his daughter. Right, that was very right. cool. Was nice. yeah. uh, Lux got some moves. Uh, nothing on his daughter. She's got the real moves, but he's pretty good out there. He looked pretty good out there, man. Props to him, man. That's awesome. Uh, stuff like that. I know you guys both got seniors, so uh, we wish them uh, obviously uh, best of luck. Um, you know, with graduation and everything like that. I'm sure they got that in the bag. So very cool, very cool. Uh, Joe says, uh, "Yeah, let's got some moves." Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> He's like uh, like John Goodman, one of the Blues Brothers up there. <laughs> um, shoot, double I think we might be right up at the break almost yeah, yeah, and ready to get into the topic. So uh, Joe says, "Misses us and glad to be back." Yeah, man, to totally. Too. We miss you too, man. Uh, only thing that's good about the season ending, but it's not 
not because you're going to playoffs would be that you maybe get to get back on and uh, let me know if any of those games are on Saturday, man. I would love to go check it out uh, for sure. Support your son um, doing his thing, man. Very nice boy. I did tell you got the chance to yeah, meet him. Yeah, it was man. very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and my nephew and, and uh, Joe's daughter go to the same school. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they were at the East Central Parade thing for them. For that's the right. Team, that's what it was. Pretty cool. Yes. yes that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, John Goodman and Coyote Ugly. Yeah, that's a great one. Great pull. A good comic book reference in that in that in that movie there. Oh shit! I've um, never shit. seen that movie whatsoever. You're so. not missing that much. Though, yeah, I didn't movie, think man. I was. Yeah, yeah. That one comic book reference was like saved me from like snoozing in the theater. I was like, I went with like a girlfriend, like an ex ex girlfriend, and she was like dying to go see that movie. And I was Damn. Like, oh, man, man that movie just looked terrible. Uh, oh yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> good looking girls though. I mean, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> there was sure, that. I mean, sure, I, mean yeah. I needed that to keep it going. For so. sure. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, so cool, guys. Well, let's get into the break. Uh, I mean, I think we kind of buried the lead with what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> if you didn't get it uh, when the man himself, V, was here. Uh, so uh, we'll take a little break here uh, for our audio listeners. Uh, for those of you that are joining us Facebook Live, as I always say, we don't go anywhere. We stay here, hang out. We read through your comments, which most of which we've read through in this first 30 minutes already. Anyway, we wait for the audio to load. Then we get right into the topic and we keep it going. Sorry, it was a little bit of a late start tonight, guys. <clears throat> uh you know me i'm always running late and when double a is always securing these big guests i don't know how he does it but um they usually get here late 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 to arrive right <laughs> double a? uh all right guys so we'll be right back uh talking some more with you guys here on just another friday night i'm cm chuck this is double a uh we missed that part oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the man in the mask earlier v. v the man just simply known as v so uh, pretty cool. All right, guys, we'll be right back. We'll talk some more with you uh, here tonight on just another Friday night. All right, all you audiophiles out there in audio land that did not catch our live stream on Facebook or watching us on YouTube, uh, we took a, some time to read through some comments. But we, like we said, if you saw us visually, you knew that the man himself was here. Uh, v for Vendetta. And that is the topic of tonight's uh show and the reason why it is the topic of tonight's show is because well if you check your calendar ladies and gents what is today double a today is the 5th of november remember remember the 5th of november guys um uh how would how would you describe today i mean how important is it or how did how important did it become cm kind of like maybe after a movie came out because i think that's when it started really gaining traction again yeah so um Guy Fox, you know, if, if you see, that's who the mask is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be Guy Fox. I know we associate with a lot of other things these days, you know what I mean? It, it's um, become a symbol. Like, I, I don't know if that's what he meant it to be or not, but it has become a symbol of, like, I guess, causing anarchy, causing trouble. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he blew up, what, Parliament? Yes. For real? Well, he know? tried to. He, he tried, tried to. He was, he uh, they caught him, and then they hung him. So, you know, that. They show that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and so um, there's like a kind of like what a poem almost. You know, the remember, right. remember the fifth of November. Mm-hmm. You know, the gunpowder treason and plot, which that's what it was called, the gunpowder, yeah, the gun, yeah. uh, the so, gunpowder plot. He was trying to blow, blow up the parliament in in uh in the, this is in the UK. Yeah. Um, and uh, was unsuccessful or whatever. But again, uh, it was kind of his way of like pushing back against a corrupt government. Um, and so that's why he kind of became a symbol. Well, then in 19, uh, where are my notes? I have notes here. <laughs> uh, it was in 1982, uh, Alan Moore wrote the comic book called V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. 
uh alan moore uh you guys know that we're both big fans uh you've probably seen his stuff he's done watchmen he's done v for vendetta he's done from hell it that's been uh adapted he's done uh he wrote leave a league, league of, of extraordinary, extraordinary gentlemen, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. that's been made into a movie uh, so he's done a lot of stuff, but this is one of his more famous works. Yeah, right here. And uh, man, it's so different from his other stuff. So brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dark. Yeah, it's a really dark. It's it almost is. like his version of 1984. You know, maybe if any of you are big on 1984, this is kind of like his homage to it. You know, well, it's critically acclaimed. I mean, it's it's uh, one of those that's considered maybe like if you did a top 100 it would it's definitely there. be it's in there. there yeah it doesn't get as much acclaim as watchmen That's but watchmen. man you guys <clears throat> you can read this book or you can watch the movie from 05 and the themes that are present are very very They're still here. similar today They're still here. um you know uh where you have people that are being shunned because of their uh sexual orientation their color their, their beliefs their religious beliefs it's like or just beliefs period yeah you know? you know what I mean? So there's a lot of that going on. Um, you know, there's a lot of themes that were are, you know, what would happen when, you know, you, you allow so many kind of liberties to get taken away by the government and then what are you what are you left with? You know what I mean? You know, you you what sacrifices do kind you make? Like what's kind of happening in Texas when they're saying that women can't get abortions anymore. Right. You know? Right. So and what about also when you have, you know, a, a culture that's kind of ruled by fear because you're told by the press and the media that is controlled by the government, hey. Don't go outside after dark. Don't do this. Don't do How that. How many times you see it on the news, on the 5 o'clock news, the 6 o'clock news, the 10 o'clock news, all these. I mean, it's pretty much all bleak. It's almost every news is bad news almost, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it's, it's you know, with COVID and everything like that, obviously we know that there are some people in this country that believe that, you know, it wasn't real and all yeah, this. And that it was, a, it was something, you know, fabricated by the government to be, you know, whatever. And it is, it is good to, in some ways, have people that think that way because – what if that was the case? I mean, we've all saw what we experienced with COVID, with just there being shortages on, you know, toilet paper and, and things like that. It's still being in effect because now they're saying that more travels can be canceled. Uh, uh-huh. They're saying, uh, you know, if you're going to get something from Christmas, you better do it now. Right. Because if you wait too long, you're not going to get it. There's not enough truck drivers. There's not yeah. enough workers. I mean... It, you're saying it's going to be pretty bleak this year. Uh, you have as a, far as a lot of shit going on. You have right? a cousin in Houston who I follow. Uh, we're, we're friends on Facebook, and she was saying there that there's already a shortage on cranberry and turkeys. And I've heard they that they made the announcement today on on KSAT, our yeah. own San Antonio, saying that aluminum aluminum cans. There's a shortage of that. And there may be a shortage. I heard even on Christmas trees, getting Christmas, Christmas trees. trees we buy a real tree every year. So turkeys that you know you'll get lucky if you get like maybe a twelve pounder. So it's kind of like yeah. shit like that. That you know that if you read V for Vendetta, you can still kind of like wow, you know, this it's, is kind of still what's going on. It very much hits you know? home. And and um, now when it comes to jive turkeys, there's no shortage. <laughs> I can probably run across a couple. Yeah, we've run across these jive ass yeah. turkeys, but. Uh, Double A, let's talk about our personal experiences with, with let's start with the book, the book because it came first. Okay, um, so written I, by Alan Moore and, and drawn by David Lloyd. David Lloyd, some of the best artwork I've ever seen. I love the artwork really great. on here. Really great. Yeah. So um I didn't get to do a full reread of this. I actually own three copies of this book. I own the trade paperback in paperback, and then I own a hardcover of the trade paperback, and then I just bought a new uh a new trade paperback. Of a hardcover, a new hardcover. And that looks great too. Because I, think, I forgot that I had a hardcover yeah. already, and I rebought a new one, which is gorgeous. Honestly, uh, I think if I would have seen it, I think I would have bought it too. 
Let me show it here. For our visually watching audience, guys, if you ever want to see what I'm talking about, go check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can see what uh, all the all the um, visual items we show up. As Jerry D says, you know, uh, visual gimmicks never work on. on and there any. it is right there. Remember, remember, remember the 5th of November. November. And it's November. like in red, like a bright lettering. It's beautiful. I haven't even taken it out of the wrapper yet, and I want to open it. I'll open it today, and I'll say I opened it on 5th of November. Um, but, uh, yeah, double A. Okay, so like you said, a lot of people kind of got into the book because of the movie. That's what happened to me. I went backwards. Even though we were already fans of Alan Moore and all that, I went the other way. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I was just about to say that you're actually the reason why I read it. Hmm. Yeah, because out of How all... Did I know that? For some How reason, I, like I don't I know. This? <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. Like, I read Miracle Man. I read Watch Me. But I don't know. For some reason, I didn't... Swamp Thing? No, no, no. But, I mean, no. Okay. No, I, I haven't read that. But, I mean, it was like, for some reason, you know, V... Because, you know, there's certain works of his that are always just mentioned. Mm -hmm. He was one of them. Right. And I was like, for some reason, I didn't read it. And then you watch the movie, you read it, you're like, man, you told Will or me, and you're like, man, you got to read it. So mm -hmm. I got myself a copy. I read it. I fucking fell in love with it right away. Yeah. It's, 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 there's so much horror, uh, visual, visual effects. I mean, anarchy in the book, romance, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. wanting to belong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of a, a lot of emotions are in this book. You know, the strength through unity, unity through, through faith. You know, faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's scary. It's, it's very fucking scary. scary. When and you're it's reading bleak. it, it's very yeah, it's very bleak. Uh, maybe until you get to the end, where there's kind of like some hope. Yeah, you know, which is kind of weird for an Alan Moore to have like hope at the end. You know, so, yeah. But uh, man, I fell in love with it. I love the idea of what Alan Moore is trying to do mm -hmm. with the character. I think V is one of the great comic book characters that doesn't get mentioned enough no i agree uh, man what a great character he is and yeah you know you really don't find out how much torture he actually goes through but you can imagine from the little bits that you get that man he they tortured him pretty good pretty good amount so yeah and the book is dark um and the, and the movie is dark now number one we're going to come right out and say there are stark differences between <sighs> the book time. and the movie big and time differences purists fans of the book don't like that about the movie. But if you try to think about them as their own medium, one is one and one is the other. They're both individually beautiful on their own. Um, and and again, it, think of them like this. Think of them like the shining the book and the shining the movie. They're both really good. And I'm stealing that from David Lloyd because I watched an interview with him and he ah, says, okay. although he thought that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and From Hell, he said that they were garbage. He was like, they, Ooh, they messed up. Damn. They messed up Alan Moore's work. He goes, but they didn't do that with V. He says, he goes, it's, while it is different, he says, it's, he, he used that comparison. He goes, you love Kubrick's The Shining, don't you? But you also love King's book. And although King doesn't like it, we know that they're still both good. That's how I feel about these two. I love them both. Um, yeah, Stephen King has said it's a it's a beautiful car with no engine. That's why he describes the shining yeah. movie. <laughs> and I could see that because it's you uh you don't really attach to anybody. Like maybe Danny is the only one really you but even then it's like you kind of don't because you don't really know him. He's a kid, so you don't really attach to him. You don't identify with Shelley Duvall. It's like Sue and I'm just really scared of the whole movie. Yeah, it's, it's really just fucking a super creep yeah. fest, is what it is. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, and with this too, like I, I love so many aspects of the movie better, um, but there's a lot 
of things that are almost identical. The scene with him and the doctor are almost identical. They're it's pretty much page for page. And see, I'm kind of one of the ones too. I I prefer the book over the movie because mm-hmm. I like the the more of what he's trying to tell you, other than the movie is honestly. So I'm more of a book the book V for Vendetta guy than I am the movie. Okay, so tell me, W, did you go book first then movie? Uh, you know what? I think I read first. Yes, really? I did. Okay. I read it first, and I think that's what kind of ruined the movie for me. Actually, okay, was okay. that I read it first? Yeah. Um, I like the V from the comic book uh more than the movie. He had mm-hmm. a purpose in the in the book more so. I think you know because of what was done to him. Yeah. So he was a vengeance. Oh in, yeah. In the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't about ideas and symbols. It was about getting back at the people who who attacked him. And people that were just plain different. Honestly, it's it's funny to hear you say that because you know, as we're going to talk about this, like I feel almost a difference. I feel as though in the book he was more about like anti-government and 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 anti them, and in the movie he was more about vengeance. Well, (laughs) see, it's kind of weird because like you you get a feeling that it's really personal with the three people that he really mainly attacks. Mm -hmm. Okay, the doctor, the priest, and the and the the uh, the Prothero, voice, yeah, and the, the voice, voice of yeah, the voice of fate, yeah. You know what they did to him, whatever they did. You know they experimented him. They did some pretty much like Nazi Germany stuff on mm-hmm. them, on these people, mm-hmm. and a lot of them died. And there was only like about five of them that kind of like survived the experiments. He was room number five. Yeah, no Roman Roman or Roman, yeah, B. Really don't say they they say they kind of describe what happens to some of the other patients. You know, some have like some genetic effects that start happening to him yeah whatever reason it didn't happen with him but they're saying that he might have had like a psychotic breakdown Mm -hmm. but they i mean the way they describe the character he's super fast super strong Mm -hmm. you know super he's a big guy too he's a big big, guy yeah and he's very intelligent you know but it's kind of like it's kind of like he knew what they did to him what they did to people you know that that's really what pisses him off so much and yeah. he just hates this government that allowed these people to do that to him and to other people around him you know like the valerie yeah yes. you know, that's a very brutal, brutal i love story that is in the story. my favorite part of both golly. the book yeah, and, the movie. and um again i will watch that scene randomly throughout the year from the movie you know because i mean like i don't know that's have one of my favorite book, parts which, in the book yeah, honestly, I, and I love that. It's another part, part that's book. pretty identical. So yes, that's it is. And again, yeah. and but like sometimes I'll just be thinking about that. I, I I quote that scene a lot about God being in the rain, and I'll just watch that scene, Billy, and I'll just like sob. <laughs> I'm just like, man, it's such a beautiful scene <laughs> in both. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I mean, I have no, the book in my good. bookshelf. It, it but yeah, good it's good either way too, because you can get the feeling that even though he's wearing the mask out somehow mm-hmm. David Lloyd does a really great job of kind of like you know B is feeling yes. pain. When he's, yes. when he's telling Evie the story. How hard is that you to know, get – that's the Darth Vader effect, right? Because, you, you know, can look, tell it how still he's, means to him that he still kept that fucking, mm-hmm. you know, the toilet paper, you know, the note, you know, that yeah. he still kept it all this time that it meant something to him. Why he gives the roses, why he grows the roses, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of like, golly, it, you know, it meant something to him. And, you know, Alan Moore does a really great job of, you know, that I don't know who you are. But I love you, you know, and I I can never hug you. I can never, you know, do this. I can never kiss you. But you just feel so much pain. It's just like golly, and yeah. you know that's where V's kind of like getting it from. That's I want to say maybe that's where he kind of like turns. And it's like you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna cause anarchy. 
and because I don't, they cause anarchy in our lives. Yeah, I don't remember if she, if he if, she, if Evie specifically tells him in the book. I can't remember right now, but but I know in the movie she specifically tells him this is why you're doing it for her, for Valerie to avenge her. Uh, you know, I don't because uh, she's it, she Natalie that. Portman says it in the movie that there is that scene. Uh, excuse me. We watched it last night, me, uh, Jess, and uh, my sister. And, uh, you know, right as that part was ending, and my sister's like, man, I'm, I'm fucking crying, bro. And I was like, yeah, that part's super powerful. It like, is. It's it really is. And like part, I said, you know? even in the book, Tim, if, if you go back tonight and you'll see it's still, like, very powerful. Yeah. It's a very – I love that part in the in the novel. That's I was, like, waiting to get to that part when I was reading it the other day. Oh, I know. I, I like, love, That's my absolute oh, favorite part. part. Of both, know? the book or the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and it and it super stands out, and it's it's a wonderfully written piece it's, of it's literature. It's cool, too, that he even has, like, a room kind of, like, even dedicated yes. to, you yeah. know. The Salt Flats yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so – I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, So some cool stuff because – I started to reread. We, we kind of switched to this subject late because like Double A was like, "Hey, I realized that Friday's yeah." The 5th so of November. like when after Halloween, I, I flipped my Three Stooges calendar and like November fifth, they had Guy Fox, and I was like, "Whoa, you know, we we love the fucking yeah. movie and the book so much." I was kind of like, "Let's chop it up a little bit." Yeah, I was you know? V for Halloween one year. Yeah, that oh, was great. Nothing too. to do with that was what great. happened. Back then, my hair was long. I didn't need a, a V wig because I had that. <laughs> but uh, that's how much I loved it, uh, and I knew that right away I wanted to be that. Um, but some differences, though. Let's talk about it. So one of the things that's cool that I learned. So because I didn't get all the way through my reread, I had to go to rely on YouTube like I do sometimes for my research. And I watched some videos, which is cool because I watched one with Alan Moore, which was him just talking oh, about yeah. me for Vendetta. Uh, I watched one with David Lloyd, which was him being asked awesome. about, awesome. you know, what he thought about the adaptation. I like when he asked the, the, the illustrators. Yeah. Oh, like, me too. I, I love hearing like Dave Gibbons. Yes. And, you know, David Lloyd. So I love, kind of I, cool. I agree. And let me tell you something that's really cool. In the Alan Moore one I watched, it's only about six minutes. You can guys look it up on YouTube. But he, he, uh, he gives all the credit for the Guy Fox mask and everything to uh, David oh, Lloyd. He okay. goes, I'd given him the script and we knew this is where it was going to go, but we couldn't figure out what this guy was going to look like. He goes, and he said that David Lloyd threw it out there like as a joke. He was like, well, what if we put him in a Guy Fox uh-huh. mask? And then he was like, he goes, once he drew the image and showed it to me, he goes, I loved it. He goes, I, that's how I wanted V to look. It, it looks great. It looks yeah. very striking in the book. Mm-hmm. And in the comic, he changes masks a couple yeah, of times. Yes, I think, he does. But, um, and there's some differences. So let's talk a little bit about some of the differences, Double A. So, Evie in uh, the comic book is a 16-year-old girl. Yes, yeah, 16. Uh, and yes. it covers her from maybe about 16 to 17, maybe? 16 to... The, the, the yes, time frame in the book happens, is a little bit longer. Th- no, no, I think it's about... Uh, you know, you could be right. You could be right. Yes, Slightly yes, more. Yes, it is yes. showing the dates a yes, lot. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm in the beginnings of my reread. Yes, I'm does. kind of far along though yeah. already. But yeah, um, in, the, in the movie, it takes place in about the span of a year. It's, it's yeah. exactly a year. Yeah. Um, and in the very beginning... Evie is trying to prostitute herself because she's it, it's such a bad uh time mm-hmm. like her mom and dad got or her mom got sick and she died and then her dad got captured because he was in a group during his teenage years yeah so they executed him so she was pretty much alone by the age of 12 i believe it is in the book yeah and they make her work in like some fucking factory yeah. you know and it's just not enough she's money. just not making it she's yeah. not making it and she you know she hears some of the other girls that she lives with saying that they kind of prostitute themselves mm-hmm. and they make enough money to be comfortable yeah well she tries that the first time so, so I, this isn't the first couple of pages guys it's already way darker than the movie like you're like <laughs> holy fuck like, yeah you're like Ugh, you feel for her because i mean she's almost gonna get raped and, and it's yeah, by she is who? Yeah. Cops, yeah, the finger, the fingermen. Yeah, yeah, they call finger. yeah because the, the the totalitarian government is called the finger. Yeah, it's, there's a nose, there's a mouth, the ears. Yeah, you know. and is there eye? I think there's there eye. I think there's eyes. eyes too. Yeah. Yes, but anyway, and then and then the uh, the 
the milit the the police or the the fingers or the fingermen. So yeah, she's think almost Gestapo, you know, think Nazi Germany. Pretty almost. much, that's yeah. what you got going on. And she tries to the first guy she asks, like, "Oh, would you like to, you know?" And she's bumbling bad. Like, yeah, I, I know in the book, I don't know in the movie how it is, but in the book oh. she bumbles like bad, like real bad. She bumbles bad in the in the movie, but it's her. She's that's not what's going on with her at all. So so again, we can kind of just go back and forth, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. in the movie. The character Evie is played by Natalie Portman, and she's much choice. she's great older. Choice. Oh, yeah. wonderful actress! Yeah. Now, what do you think about this? They get an American actress, but she could they could have got uh you know an English woman, but they chose her like because she's her, yeah, her English accent right. was great. I thought she did a great English I mean, accent. I don't know. I guess you think of like the British actors doing like American. Oh, it's all the time, right? Yeah, like Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> all they're all English. Yeah, uh, she did fantastic. I just was wondering, curious, you know, like, well, they could have cast you know, they could have. But anywho, I mean, she, she looks great though. Oh, I mean, she's I fantastic. Like, wow. yeah. She's older. She's about 22 and she works well, yeah, for yeah. a TV station. And when she goes out this night, she's not going out to prostitute herself. She has a job. She's doing fine. Her parents are dead. She's an orphan, but she just happens to be out after curfew and she gets stopped she's in an alley because she feels like she's getting followed. And she's like, you know, I'm just trying to get to my uncle's. He's sick or whatever. And then it's like these three fingermen stop her or whatever. And they're going to. It, ah, okay. It's the same okay. scenario, but she's not okay. doing the, the okay. illegal thing so, or whatever. Yeah, okay. All you right. know, so it's different in that. But she is bumbling bad. And then, of course, this is where we get introduced to the the man. You know what I mean? Uh, v shows up uh, in, in the book version. He shows up to, to save her. Yeah, he does. And uh, handles these guys pretty readily. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And the same in the movie. And in the movie, he's played wonderfully by Hugo Weaving. You know him as Elrond from Lord of the Rings. You know him as Agent Smith from The Matrix. And how fantastic to believe that in the movie, and most actors wouldn't do this, agree to this, but he does not show his face uh, in the entire movie. Well, in the beginning, in the Guy Fox scene of the movie, it's him. You yeah. know, he plays the, the Guy Fox part. Um, it's kind of funny, though, right? Because, like, it was supposed to be Jane Perforin. Perforin. Really? Perforin. Yeah, which I read, which I was like, man, that would have been so cool because I'm a big fan of his role, Mark Antony. So that would have been really cool. If oh, wow. They wanted on. him? Yeah, that would have been really that's cool. That's right. That's right. And then it changed. I do yeah, remember hearing about yeah. that. Something happened with the, I don't know. I think he was complaining about something. But Small guy. Man, that would have been so cool. That still guy. would have been cool, though, to hear yeah. Mark Anthony, you know, yeah. talking. You know. <laughs> um, I, I read a lot of great stuff, though, and it was just about, you know, well, you know, Hugo Weaving has that voice. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's a great voice, great voice. voice. And like, it's like when great, I was reading the book, too, I, I was thinking his voice. Yes. His voice was coming to I was about head, to, so. I was going to bring that up, that yeah. when I read it, I hear them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though, and in the book, the Evie character is is so much more naive. She's, she's, she's like naive. a little she's girl. She's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and with, in this society with, that's... With no education that was, like, you know, smarting her up. She's just a very naive little girl. Right. You know, little girl. She's very happy to be with V when she's with yes. V. Now, now uh, Evie in the in the movie is like a, is kind of an independent woman in a way. You know what uh, I mean? Like, okay. you know, she's got okay. some... There are some things that, you know, she's not too sure about, but she's kind of not happy to be with V. She thinks V is kind of crazy or whatever, which, you know, she asks him, are you crazy? And he says, he'll probably say I am, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he is a little bit crazy, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a little bit out there. Um, let me see. I had wrote down that, um, so this is a really cool thing. In the in the interview I watched on YouTube with David Lloyd, you know, he says, you know, they ask him, you know, like, well, you know, Alan Moore. I didn't like this about the interviewer that he kind of was asking David Lloyd a lot of Alan Moore questions. And, sure. and I would have been like, well, fucking ask sure him, yeah. you know? But but he was very gracious about it. And he said, he goes, look, I know how he feels now about adaptations. 
And he goes, uh, but he goes back in 84, they were in talks because they had before they sold it to DC, V for Vendetta, because it's under the it came out under the Vertigo imprint, mm -hmm. the re-release. Mm -hmm. But um they used to own it. They owned it outright, V. Mm -hmm. And they um said that it had got they had got promote pro, uh, approach to do either a TV show or a movie in wow. 84, and that Alan Moore was all on board, but they said that they both read the scripts and they were like, these scripts suck. And so he was like, yeah, he goes, the, the best script he said that he saw was the, the Wachowski brothers one. Uh, so if you guys don't know, the movie version, it was written by the Wachowskis who did uh, The Matrix um, and are now going to be doing The New Matrix. Um, they just wrote the script that was directed by somebody else. But um, yeah, so he goes, look, he goes, you, David Lloyd said, anyone has a right to change their mind. He goes, so after Alan changed his mind about what he did, and they had the guy, the interview asked him, he's like, well, have you spoke? He goes, the last time we spoke was when the, the makers of, of the movie V for Dead, uh, the Wachowskis and somebody else asked him, could you please reach out to Alan Moore and ask him if we could, we could please keep his name on the movie at least. <laughs> and he said, he told them when he, Alan makes up his mind, that's it. He goes, but I'll ask for you. And then he said, no. Yeah. So yeah. He, Alan Moore is pretty adamant the, saying, no, he's not going to put his name on it on any of the works anymore. they said after league of extraordinary gentlemen he was like that's it yeah, yeah. he said that he believes that comic books should not be adapted to movies you know which is like, and, and you know what if if we were writers we'd probably feel the same way probably with our properties too we'd probably be like man you know it's so cool to see it on there but you know yeah. what this isn't my vision whatsoever it's somebody else you know i have to say I've been thinking about this because we keep having this conversation, right? The creators, right? Yeah, like yeah. who's the creator, right? And and it made me think about it. I thought about it today and I said, you know what? A property like this that's created by a writer and an artist, that'd be like a mom and dad fighting over who's the creator of the kid. It's 50-50. Sure, the mom carries them for nine months or whatever, but like, the see, dad's like, still inputs. You know for what like I mean? Stanley, for like seeing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's probably like, wow, this is what I've always wanted. You know, like he doesn't give a shit if they change Spider Man or not. You know, he's like, finally, Marvel's there. You yeah. Know, like this is what this was Stanley's ultimate vision mm -hmm. was for Marvel to be on the big screen and to blow Superman and Batman away yeah. just to be the number one. But then when you got like, you know, little things like this, like Watchmen, like V for Vendetta, you know, you're going to feel more personal. Sure. About it. You're going to be like, well, shit, that's not what my story's about at all. Well, not you know? only that, but not only that, but. <laughs> Those these books by Alan Moore, AA, they're acclaimed. Yes, they're acclaimed as yes, pieces of regular literature, not yes, comic they books. They're like just Watchmen is usually voted as one of the best novels. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And uh, I, I know that V for Vendetta is like if you're doing if you are doing just you know uh, trade uh, paperbacks graphic novels, it's on those lists too. So yeah. Alan Moore has so many acclaimed writings, it's kind of hard to you know be like feel one way or the other. But see. And, and and David Lloyd did say he said there's things that are different and he, was, mm -hmm. he said but I feel as though it did a great job if you treat it as its own and he said he liked that with and it like being said, based for, on for David Lloyd he's probably just like man that's cool cool yeah you know, that's awesome yeah uh, our work is being adapted oh, but for well, Alan Moore it's part of just like right man you know they just took my story but then they changed the whole idea of it sure. you know it's like that's not what i wanted at all you yeah know? so but imagine for know. david lloyd where it's like you oh, see david lloyd for you him see hugo to, weaving walk out in that costume you're like oh yeah for pretty him, badass yeah, for him you know? Just, you know like you said a joke <laughs> that was just kind of like ah, how about we just do this you know and yeah then, you know it's become so iconic and then you see it on the big screen you're just like wow you know, I, I'm sure the artist feels different than the writer does. Honestly. I'm sure. I'm sure the artist is just up there seeing like the stuff and it's like, 
wow, my stuff is coming alive. But, but that makes know? me think. That makes me think double A, right? Because like David Lloyd and Alan Moore, they're the parents of this yeah. property, V for Vendetta, yeah. right? But it'd be like a mom and dad that they have a kid. And that the dad is super athletic and the mom is super smart, but the kid doesn't come out that brainy, but he's a really great athlete. It's like, is the mom less proud? I'm like, that's still your kid, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Sometimes it kind of pisses me off the Alan Moore shit because I'm like, dude, really? Like, why are you such a, I, just, I don't know. I, 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 but I, I can, wouldn't want to see my work but fucked you can, up either. But you can get it, though. I mean, look, like, like we said with The Shining, it's such a great fucking movie, but for Stephen King, it's such a pain to look at. I'm sure, yeah. You know, for him, that's like, no, that's not what I want. You know what, you the, know, but that right? TV version he did is not that enjoyable. No, but you know what? It's probably closer to his book. Yeah. Stephen Weber is probably more of a closer Jack Torrance than Jack Nicholson is. He says when he sees Jack Nicholson, he's like, I mean, this motherfucker's crazy already. <laughs> you know, I'm like. But, but that's what I mean, though. That, like, like. I enjoy The Shining the movie as a movie, and but I enjoy see, The Shining when the you're book the as a writer. Book. Though you're probably just like, man, this is not my fucking. Well, see, the, that makes me think Alan Moore is right. Maybe things shouldn't be adapted because they get fucked up. You know what I mean? But, but then, you, but then you get so many more fans of the book, though. You yeah. know, of course, they're not seeing it that way. But then you bring in so many different fans for V for Vendetta that you're sure. Like, oh, oh that, David David Lloyd book. said that he goes, "Let's be honest, the people that are going back to buy the book now that gave it a resurgence, it's because of the movie. Because of the movie, you know, yeah." Sure. Remember when you put the Wachowski's name on there? It, it, say what you want. It looks badass. No, it, it <laughs> is. You know, like, whenever I see their names, I'm just like, oh, crap. I can't wait to see that one. You know, when they said New Matrix, I was like, okay, cool. I'm there. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah. the action parts of the movie V for Vendetta are fucking dope. Like, it's like, damn, that's badass, man. Like, what I heard he's him, fucking those guys up. Some of the stuff <laughs> that I read is that he was pissed because they made it more like an American, kind of like the political scene that was going on in America. Yeah, at they time, kind of looked at the, at that time. the Bush administration at the time. Yeah. Um, he I mean, says I that agree, he wish he would have just been like, if you're going to do that, then just make that story. You know? Yeah. I, I get I mean, it. I get it. It's like we said, we could have this, we could have this sure. whole episode about the creator-owned stuff. Yeah. Well, all day you know it's just you gotta look at it from that point of view you're just like this is a creator i wrote this but then when i'm seeing this up there yeah. it says v for vendetta right but this is not my fucking story you know because here's another thing too double a like i i i also watched some videos that were like quick breakdowns of the book that focus <clears throat> on the book because again i didn't have a full time to reread it yeah yeah but i i did skim through it and i remember being like man i don't remember a lot of this and a lot of these it's not there's that. a lot of there and you know i'm kind of a fan of this sometimes i'm like well sure he like maybe he said that would have been great if they would have got that show maybe back in '84. But I'm like, you know, they made a two-hour movie. Maybe see, that that's what I mean. Two-hour movie, you can't bring in everything from the book, though. right? And I think for someone like Alan Moore, that's really hard for him to understand that you can't really do. Sure. That. Now, if you're doing like the Marvel way, where you're doing a a ten, you yeah, know, one-hour show, okay, that's perfect. V for Vendetta would be perfect oh, for be a great. for a miniseries. Yeah. Oh, you know? be, oh my God, that'd be, be perfect. Awesome. You know, and you know what? It's been a couple of years. It's probably ripe for a remake. I mean, I'm for down a two-hour movie. You can't fit everything that in here. But you know, sometimes there's something that you say, Double A, that I love when you say it because it's like my favorite thing that you say. As you said, did it capture the essence? Yeah. And I do feel as though that the essence of V is there, the essence of Evie is there, and those are your two primary oh, you know, yeah. characters. Yeah. I mean, now there are there are major differences because like the in the in the book it's not subtler it's whatever his i mean it's it, yeah it's, adam uh, something or whatever adam something, he's yeah. kind of more like kind of like uh 
kind of crazy and like yeah. he's with that machine a lot and yeah, he's in the book yeah. yeah and he's like talking about he's like a virgin he never got with a woman or whatever <laughs> whereas in the movie that guy's very like hitlerish like he's <laughs> yeah. fucking like yeah. in fact it reminded me a lot of uh and i want to talk about it a little bit but one of the movies you got me to watch equilibrium uh which is another kind of movie that focuses and on i'm that. kind of glad they got uh what's his name what's the actor his name real quick uh From the play settler yeah oh the plays v yeah Hugo no, 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 no 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 the settler I have to look it up. I well, don't know. Anyway, he was the main character for 1984 the movie. Oh, really? So that was kind of cool to see him on the opposite end of that big brother. Interesting. You know, so. <laughs> Interesting. We're right up against our next break, guys. We see there's some comments. We're talking all things V for Vendetta right now on the 5th of November. We'll be right back. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, uh, back super quick from that while we waited to our audio load. Read through a few comments. Again, if you want to ever see the unabridged, uncut version of the show, hear uh, the thoughts uh, of the Friday Night Faithful, you all, the listening audience and watching audience, if you're watching on YouTube, go to YouTube, go to Facebook, uh, watch the video version there. You see everything, the visual things that we show, what we're wearing. Uh, sometimes we get weird guests, the background, the wonderful background here uh, in AA's uh, pod lab. Um, excuse me. So during the uh, the break, uh, during the comments, uh, Jeremy, Friday Nighter Jeremy, who was on the show last weekend uh, as our youngest guest we've ever had, uh, well, unless you count my nephew, who's kind of popped in and out on some episodes, he might be the very youngest. Um, but anyway, uh, for a full episode, anyway, Jeremy was uh, probably the youngest. Um, about three, four weeks ago, he sent me a picture, and it's of Peter Vendetta. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. oh, hey. I said, you picked that up? He goes, yeah, I went to the to the store to get some anime. They didn't have what I wanted and ended up picking up this. He said, I figured you'd have read it. I said, I own three copies of that book. He was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I said, man, you're getting into some super great stuff. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, it can be kind of a tough read. I said, but it, I think it's meant to be reread. And every time you reread it, you'll take away different stuff. It's just like Watchmen. Like, like if you read Watchmen one time, you might be like, huh? But it's oh, like, you got to oh. read Watchmen like over and over again. And then you're like, oh. It depends because, man, Watchmen got me. It sucked me in pretty good. Uh, yeah, so. but there's so much though, right? Like, and you can go read Watchmen right now. Like I'll flip through Watchmen sometimes and be like, I don't fucking remember this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like a whole nother like layer to it, you know? Like that's how Alan Moore writes. It's so deep. Yeah. So it's like very, very uh, interesting. So I told Jeremy, I was like, wow, that's like a, to me, that's like you're you're putting a, a foot like in a very deep pool. Like yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, man, you're gonna love it. Let me know your thoughts. Well, he never got back to me. So today, mean that we're gonna do it. I was like, hey, what were your thoughts? And he pretty much uh, reiterated that right there. Where he, he, said, he got sucked in. He was like, man, it was badass. It was yeah. he was on the edge of his seat. And like I said, that's the way he kind of makes you feel. It's kind of like, damn, you know, it's it's scary. Like you feel like you're being looked at everywhere. Uh, so kind of like going back to it, there was a big war that happened. Africa got destroyed. The United States got destroyed. Yeah. The United Kingdom is kind of being held together. Now, while it was being held together, there's so much chaos, so much anarchy. All these kind of like hate groups kind of all got together, uh, led by one guy, you know, and they dominated. They got control of the UK. What's it called? Norse Fire. Norse Fire. Yeah. Norse Fire. And so... 
yeah, so spooky name, right? Like, yeah, they set up the whole government. It's kind of like a Stalin or kind of a Hitler. Mm-hmm. They created like you know the eyes, near nose, you know mouth, you know everything. Everything that you do is being watched. Everything yeah. that you say is being monitored. Everything. They start rounding up the usual. You know, they get the the black people. They get the homosexuals. They get people that were in these groups mm-hmm. against all these kind of like different agendas. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they put them on camps, you know, everything. I mean, it's just brutal. It's a brutal style. Even like people, even white people that were kind of like even had, you know, that were strongly against fascism. Yeah. If you're a sympathizer, yeah. If you're yeah. a sympathizer or, you know, whatever, it's like, you know, again, like double has been saying, like how about the Nazis? It's like, even if you were German, yeah. but you, you, and you followed all this, yeah. if you housed Jews, you were like, oh, you're just or, as bad. Or you're a, a Jew born German. You right. Know, it didn't matter. You're still trash. You know, that's the way these people were. And um, the, one of the aspects that Alan Moore really focuses on in the book um, and I think the movie does do a good job of displaying it as well. Is that the point is, is that it's like the government is ruling you by fear. They take control of the media, yes. complete control. Like I said, everything is watching you. There's yeah. all eyes, which kind of like what happened during the Bush administration mm-hmm. when everybody was being looked at. Yeah, remember everything was yes. being monitored. Yes, it was. Uh, what was it? The, the uh, Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Yes, yeah, yes, they can yes. tap your phone, yes. whatever. Yes. And so you have to ask yourself this, right? When people, the people that are in control. And they want to rule you with fear are the ones feeding you the information. They can tell you whatever. So in the movie, it's different. In the movie, it's not it's not this nuclear war that did happen. And of course, in the book, they're telling you, like, you want to fucking be like America? You want to get blown up like fucking Africa got blown up? Now, in the book, in the in the in the movie, it's different. In the movie, it's like uh three, like um, well, in a sense, it's kind of fucked up because it's uh uh like sicknesses, people get sick. Ah, okay, there's the one okay. at three rivers, which the they one... do mention uh in yeah. the book. It's called the St. Mary's virus. And then the St. Mary's virus, and, yeah. which happens in the book, and that's why that's what happens to Evie's mother. She mm-hmm. dies from that. But it was like a government um uh Plot? virus. Oh yeah, it was a government yes. virus that yeah. got released. Well, see, and then like in the in the movie, kind of the subplot is is that like these detectives who were in the in the Fitch. book as well. Finch, yeah, Finch yeah. is the main one. Okay. He doesn't do the LSD and shit like he does in the book. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, in this one, he's kind of like slowly uncovering this. And V is like at one point, you know, and that, that might be the other scene where he kind of briefly shows his face, but he's covered up V as he goes in disguise oh, okay. as a man. And he pretty much tells him, he's like, why don't you look into these places, these facilities and find out? And he's mentioning the facility he was at, Lark experimented Hill. on Lark was, Hill. Yeah. But he's also telling him this. And then, you know, you have the guy and it's him and his partner. And he's proposing, the Finch is proposing yeah. to his partner. He's like, what if the government created this virus and what if instead of releasing it on their enemies they said let's release it on our own people and then we like firm our grip yeah Yeah, with fear and you're like holy fuck so like that side plot is there or whatever and you're like you know it's super fucked up or whatever like you're just like holy shit they and they think they in the book i don't know how many they say in the book but in the movie they say thousand yeah in the the movie they say a hundred thousand it's a hundred thousand people so you're like uh, that your own government and, and they just kind of killed at this one site. Mm-hmm. This is one site. Yeah. 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 So, and they, I think in the, in the movie, it's like, there's like a water treatment plant. Then there's like the three rivers thing. And then they didn't the, want to the, put it in the water because they were afraid that it was going to, or they didn't want to do it. I forgot what it was. They, they, they did it in the water. Yeah. I believe it was. I, I forgot why, why but, they did it. But again, in either, in either format, the, the, the point is, is that like your own fucking yeah. government, killed people with the goal of we're going to rule over you yeah. with this fear now you're afraid now you need yeah. us right because then what do they do 
they come out with the cure. And I'm not gonna lie, it as I was rereading it and rewatching it, I was like, ooh, it feels kind of COVID y. Like I was like, Well, you know, Damn, it's kind of funny though, because that's what they kind of use in the Watchmen sequel. Remember? Uh-huh. That's yeah. what Adrian does. Yeah. To kind of keep that fear going, he has the, the squids like dropping right on certain areas. So just more out of the blue. Yeah, more plays uh, with those yeah. uh uh subject. I mean, that's not from the that's from the, the Watchmen sequel, but I mean, like, but still, it's kind of funny, right, that they did that. Yeah, in both. Well, right? e- even the the ideals of it are in yeah. there, where where that's what Vite's yeah. doing. Vite's like, let me drop by the squid in the Watchmen yeah. by fear, and it's true. It is kind of true, or whatever you know what I mean. Because in the in the book, um, Prothero, I think, or is it in the book or the movie? It's one of those. But Prothero is like a big time pharmaceutical. He's like a, a okay. That might be in the, that, in the movie. That might be in the movie. Yeah, because yeah. they uncover that in the book. All he is is that he was a guardian and he was the voice of fate. The voice of fate. Yeah. yeah. So in the in the in the movie, they do focus on the fact that they're like the pharmaceutical company that came out, excuse me, with the cure to the virus. They they show who the owners were, and it's all the heads of the of the thing, the government. <laughs> okay. and you're like, oh man, okay. like these are the See, motherfuckers no, that no, got rich. They didn't really focus on that. I don't believe. He's like his first target in the book, but all it says is that he's just the voice of fate. He has this apparently he has this voice that's just like so soothing or whatever, and yeah, it, it makes everyone like like listen and obey yeah. and everything. But, and that's different in the movie, right? Because he's like, I'm a I'm a god fearing Englishman, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's like, you know, all shouting, and uh, it's well, a great scene. The way that, like the doctor describes it describes him in her diary, it probably is that dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but but as the voice of fate, though. Thing. he's totally different you know he has everyone on the edge of their seat so yeah and i think what does he called in the, in the movie it's something else. it's very similar like it's not the voice of fate it's the voice of the in the book that's what it is the voice of fate. Like yeah. yeah but it, it, again separate mediums but again equally equally great uh let me see what else i had wrote down here oh uh so some stuff that's completely missing from the movie which i think is really cool that's in the book but like on page 54 of the trade anyway um he makes a sympathy for the devil reference when he's with the priest. Ah, he says, yes. uh, um, shit, I forget what he says, but it's right out of the, one of, one of the lines from sympathy for the devil. Go ahead. Devil, 50, page 54. I love it so much. And I was wondering, I know you picked it up. I know you're a stones fan and stuff like that, but, um, you know, just that he, so there's this priest that's, you know, again, formally all these people, they were at the facility where V was being experimented. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm, I'm a, man a man of, of wealth, wealth and, and taste. taste. Yeah, and he's got the <laughs> horns on, right? Yes, actually, you know, I was going to actually tell you that. I was like, did they do that on purpose? Because I was like, man, he looks like a devil right there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's not the only time he makes a reference to, to him being a devil. Go to page 60 a little bit later. And he says this famous line, which I know that you'll, oh, you'll the, know. The, I am the devil and yeah, I'm here to do the devil's, devil's work. work. Yeah. Yes, the 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 fucking Manson murders. The, yeah, which Finch references. He yes. says, "Oh, that's a that's they from twenty they, years ago." Yeah, they say it's from a murder, uh, an American murder. An American but murder. If you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> he says that, and that's actually the real line that that he text said. uses. Text uses. Yeah. yeah, that the 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 murder text. You know, he says that to Sharon Tate's. Murder. Which brought Rad Pitt had something to say, but it was like some stupid shit like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was like, <laughs> you know, because. You know, Tarantino's view on it was obviously these guys were fucking asshole murderers. You know what I mean? They killed a pregnant woman in a very But I was way, actually, so. yeah, you know what? When I read, actually read that back and I read that line, I was like, holy shit, he actually has yeah. that line in there. Now, like, now wow. the way V uses it is like, it's against this fucking 
So this uh, pedophile, guy a, yeah, he's a pedophile priest. What is he? A, was he a priest? <laughs> he's like he's like higher up. He's like a bishop or some well, shit, right? Yeah, in the bishop. Well, anyways, he's like some religious figure, but it's kind of funny because like CM said, he wrote this in the eighties, and then all this shit, all this shit, kind of started coming yeah. out, you know. Uh, a few years ago about all the priests and everything so it's kind of funny you know <laughs> and th th those scenes are pretty similar too for the most part in the book because like at first you see this priest right he's like the highest priest in the land he's or whatever. highly revered yeah and you know. and then you see him talking and you see in both i'm gonna tell you is both it's kind of the same they're like oh you know there must have been a mix-up at the agency we, they got you a girl but she's a little bit older than you think and he's like all down like what like older like well how old and in the book <laughs> In the well, I think in both he says it. It's in the book anyway. They go, oh, she's like, we think she's like fifteen, and he's like fifteen. Like he's all down. And you're like, what the fuck, gross? Like how much younger? Well, then you know, in the in the book and in the movie, in the it's Evie. V uses Evie. He he asked Which, her to like help I him. Said, even in the book, I mean, Evie's only like sixteen at this point. Yeah. Anyway, and so. of course he sees her in the book, and he is all like, oh, you're you're lovely, you're fine. Yeah, they like, dress her up like where she doesn't look too. Yeah, like pigtails 15, and like too much makeup. Like and... she looks like maybe eleven. So now the difference is, is that you know, uh, she's she's willing in both or whatever, but in the movie version. She tells him because she thinks he's a disrespected guy. And she's like, "Hey, look, I need to tell you that I'm I've been captured by V, and he's coming to get you tonight." And he's like, "Ooh, like we're playing a game and blah blah." Oh, he's see, like, "That doesn't happen at all in the book." No, because in that one, in the she, book, she's being used as bait, pretty yeah. much, and she's kind of like just trying to like uh, keep him off of keep her, him busy, yeah, because he's uh, yeah until V comes in, getting really gropey and shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he starts to like reading sermons in the book. At least he starts kind of reading sermons, and then all of a sudden. He takes her to his bedroom and he's like, after he does like his little sermons, then he tells her like, okay, take off your get clothes. Get naked. Yeah. 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 So, and, and she's, she's like, like, what? Like, and you she know? hits him because she doesn't fully understand. Like in the, in the book, like what, what are you doing? Like, I thought you were this like, you know, upsetting guy or whatever. I don't think she knows she's being used as bait. No. And even like the people like monitoring the, the priest's room or the bishop's room, you know, they're like, oh yeah. Right. It's his fucking night. Yeah. He's know? having a good time. And that's in the movie too, whatever. Now, again, like I said, the difference in the movie is, is that, that Evie thinks that she's going to like tell this guy, like, Hey, like get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be this guy's prisoner. Cause again, remember in the, in the movie, she's kind of there against her will a little bit. Um, which completely backfires on her her, her here with this priest because, uh, you know, V co does come to kill him, obviously. Excuse me. Um, and she does get away, and we'll get into that part from the movie or whatever. But, again, a difference, you know what I mean? But, again, if you were comparing the scenes and the thing, you could probably do shot for shot, and it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, obviously, this guy's – number one, V's killing him for vengeance for what the fucker did at the fucking camp. But he's a sick motherfucker that deserves to die anyway. So you're like, but the way V kind of like use like when they do a autopsy, like there, there's like these wounds that he has. Like first off, he feeds him like a cyanide wafer. Yeah, uh, like a in the book. It's yeah, like a, um, in the book, the communion wafer. Yeah, but then they're saying like like he has like a puncture hole. That's not like from a knife. It's like if he like got like his hand, his and fingers, just, and shoved like, it, in shoved it. it. But it was like so much force. They're saying that it was like. Like you have to be immensely strong to do yeah. this kind of like this puncture wound, you yeah. Know? And it's it was like wow. People forget that it's like you're you're it's soft at some parts, but at other parts you're like you're like a breastbone like and all because, that. Like again, you're getting little hints that 
V is not like your average normal person, you know, that they're, he's like slightly faster, slightly stronger mm-hmm. than, a, than a normal person. Plus, he probably has all that rage that's just oh, like yeah. beneath the mask, you know? And also, too, there's something that like, and this is something double A that like I've kind of wanted. I want to read a comic that addresses <laughs> this, but like, okay, we all know we all talk about like Batman and Nightwing, you know, Cap. But I kind of want, I would kind of want to read an inner monologue, even of someone like V, where like in the moment when you're already doing the deal, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I want to hear the monologue of like when Cap's like, yeah, when I finally get a hold of him and I've got him, I'm squeezing him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, you know, like, or like when my hand lands on his chin and it's like it cracks. Garth Ennis did a great job in one of the Punisher runs Punisher. where he talked about he's like, I feel the way the gun like butts up against my shoulder. And each time I know it's like, it's like, there's like another one down and he, you know, like it's, it's a very uh, kind of visceral see thought process, but Cause there's gotta be a moment, right? Where Batman's cracking heads and yeah, he's for like, sure, Oh, for sure. With Batman, I'm beating the shit out of this son of a bitch now that deserves it. You but know, v, I don't know. He seems so focused on what he wants to do. Like he has these individuals that, you know, he knows are bad people. They did bad stuff. And I don't think he's thinking that at all. I don't. I don't even know if he is thinking. Honestly, yeah. I think he's just doing. Yeah. You know, he's almost kind of like the Dark Knight Joker. He's just doing. Mm, that's interesting. You know, that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, wow, he's I just like doing that. it. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like I don't think he's thinking. Oh man, you know this fuck fuck you priest. You know, yeah. How does this feel? I think he's just he he knows what he's gonna do with this guy. And that's it. He's just not thinking about the the other stuff, you know. That's very interesting, uh, because it's kind of funny. Because I was gonna tell you, I kind of thought when he wears that vaudeville mask, uh-huh. it looked like the Joker. Like the Joker. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> um, and there you go, two great guys, right? I mean, Alan Moore and Frank Miller. You're talking comic books. You're oh, talking two yeah. of the icon icons, and then two iconic books. And the and the another book that would be on that list if we said of greatest ever graphic novels, The Dark Knight Returns, would definitely be on there. But um. The deaths are different because Prothero's death is different in the movie. Oh, okay. So he doesn't actually die in the book. That's right. He goes crazy. Uh, He drives him crazy. Because he takes him to Lark Hill, and apparently this dude has like a a fucking doll collection. collection. Yeah. That's like, I guess, like priceless or whatever. Yeah. And V burns him like the way they used to burn the people people in the camp. Yeah. And apparently that drives him fucking insane. It just breaks him. And all he's saying is, Mama, Mama. Yeah. He says, Room five. Room yeah. five, you know, and, and and he recognizes who V is right away. Now he doesn't say it though. That's the thing about this. They always keep his mystery. They keep the the mystery of who V was, is, right. or who he was, whatever he was. Yeah, you know, it's just you never really find out who the hell V was before he became V. Yeah, you know, and they kind of keep that, and I kind of like that. I like bit. that too. I like yeah. that. And uh, it's kind of like that in the movie too. They kind of dra- they're showing you little clips with each one, but it's very you know very but that little. Scene, though, when very he little. does finally just make his break, it's oh, very yeah. intense. I almost thought uh, usual suspects almost. Yeah, when he tells him that you Kaiser, know that. Soze. Kaiser, Soze. yeah, yeah. Uh, a cool thing in the book that you know you'll learn about it, that's not in the movie is that you learn that there's this fire at the Lark Hill facility. Yeah. you don't know how it happened but it's in the so movie. Cool in the book how he does it. Yeah, that's like yeah. when I was reading that, I was like. Okay, I I forgot how what this where this is going, and then when that happens, it's like shit. That's right. Yeah, that's and that's what he does. See, like I love I love how they're companions in that sense yeah. because to me, I'm like, oh, if you 
if you love the movie, but you're like, well, what happened? There was a fire, but they don't ever really address it. But earlier in the movie, they say, oh, the bombs that blew up the 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 Bailey, the old Bailey, were made with like things you could buy over the counter, household stuff. So yeah, so like in the book, like almost all the patients, like one through four, has died, and like he's the only one that's kind of left. So they let him kind of like do some outdoor activities. They let him do gardening. Mm-hmm. He does like a great job. So he starts like saying, hey, can you order more of this? Can you order yeah. more of that? Can you order more of this? And he starts kind of like putting it in his room and it stinks so bad, but they're kind of like, they want to see where it's going. They mm-hmm. want to see where this is leading. Well, it turns out that he made mustard gas. Mustard so gas. when he finally yeah. lets it out, you know, every, everyone's like burning, everyone's coughing, everyone's suffocating. You know, and there's this great scene where the doctor, you know, Delia, I think her name is Delia. Yeah, Delia. Um, you know, she mentions that, you know, he comes out and, like, you just see this figure. It's like a buff figure. You don't see what he looks like. You don't see nothing. He's well, in just silhouette. Him. Yeah, you see a silhouette in the fire, and he's, and she's just like, I can feel him, like, just looking, looking at me. my soul. Yeah. You know? Just like, and it's such a great scene. It's such a great buildup. Because you're just like, man, you just don't know if this guy's crazy or not. But you find out that he's just focused. Again, it's kind of like the Joker from, you know, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so focused. The Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. He's so fucking focused. You're thinking he's crazy the whole time in the movie, and he's not. Yeah. He's, like, he's like so much smarter than you are. He's always a step ahead of you. You yeah. know, and that's why I love about this V character. Yes. He's I, just I so agree. fucking one step ahead of you that yeah. you don't even know. And like laser focus. Now the now the the, the story unfolds slightly differently because they don't give you so much detail in the movie, but it's cool because the imagery is there where they kind of show him set against the fire. This again, the 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 figure and and in their moments of death, the, the people they know that it's him, they're like, it's you, you're him. And then you have this great scene when he gets to the doctor in the movie where, you know, it doesn't, you don't have her saying the part where she sees it. He sees her and sees her. You have him kind of raise his arms on that out this, this screen where he's like, oh, and it's like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's pretty badass. And again, like, like to move quickly double to the doctor scene, you know, when he gets to the doctor, it's really cool. Because, again, that in the movie and that in the book is almost page for page, except for the last panel, which is it's it's and this is what I mean about the separate mediums, but it's still beautiful. It's beautiful in both. In the book, you know, the last thing she says to him is she says, Can I see your face mm-hmm. one more time? Mm-hmm. And you just see him from the back lift up his mask. Yeah. And then she goes and, and she says, You're beautiful. Which is funny because if you show like if you read in the book, like when she first sees him, like when he's when Detective Finch is reading it, she's like like she's like, Man, he's He's ugly. Yeah. Like she mentions like how he looks like weird. He's ugly and everything. Yeah. So when I kind of read that and then when I read that, oh, you look beautiful. I was kind of like laughing like, okay, you know, she she became like, I guess, this different person after that whole ordeal. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, so and it's kind of funny. Because she's one of the people that says when she oh, goes, she, you're here to kill me. And he goes and she goes and he goes, yes. And yeah. she goes, thank God. Like she's ready to die because she she's, knows what yeah. a bad shit she did. Yeah, she's, she's responsible for a lot of debts. Oh yeah, you know that, that and doing horrible shit too. and doing and she thought it was great that she was able to do the, all these experiments on people because she was saying that when you do it on bunnies, when you do it on animals, it just doesn't get it's results. Not the same, yeah. You know, so she was super excited to get this assignment and super excited to see the results of what was going to happen. Yeah. So in the in the movie, the line is different because she doesn't ask to see his face. Instead, she says. Um, would, would it be would it be too uh 
too late to apologize. And he says, no, never. Like, it's never, it's never too late. And then she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. She does say she's, she, she apologizes or whatever. And, and he's, you know, he's okay with it. She, he's already killed her. He already poisoned her. So it's like, she's already gonna die, you know? And it's kind of touching because she says, will there be pain? And he says, no, there'd be no pain. Like, you know, you just, and she goes, thank you for that. So and it's then kind she of just like, dies. It's kind of not like that in the book, but it's kind of like that in the book in a way. It, he's not rough with her. Like he's he is not rough with the other ones where he doesn't for give a fuck. For some reason, he's not There's rough something with her about it, yeah. And, and it makes me think about this double A, like, you know, you know, we, they, after that, they go in the book a lot into her journal and it's, yes. you know, she then does. She's starting to look. Yeah. yeah. And she does get, you know, kind of like ugly because she's like you she know is. she's like she's like oh the people kind of are pathetic yeah, and, and i'm like well you're fucking with them she's a fucking bitch and this. this is who they're doing it to yeah. she's not they don't come she doesn't come across as bitchy in the movie but but no this but is, in the book though she's yeah she's a total fucking bitch when she gets to the the camp yeah and who are they experimenting on the people we said the gays the yeah, lesbians everyone. the blacks yeah. the the the, the like jews said, you know it's horrible I mean? because they're you know they describe so much like stuff happens to them to their bodies to their to their brains it's kind of like ooh, and yeah. she's just writing it down like as information like just as data oh okay this happened right you know with the black people this happened with the homosexuals this yeah. happened with the white people it's kind of like all that all that shit for her was just data just to yeah just to make a breakthrough you know and you know it's kind of made me think about it double a right is like you know in our in our horror series you know um well as it wasn't really part of our horror series in a way, but in a way it was. Because you know, I rewatched, you know, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. and and you know, Doctor Frankenstein, you know, like he's doing these things, or whatever. And he starts to feel a certain kind of way, or whatever. You know what I mean? But then, like in the in Bride of Frankenstein, you know, you get that 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 doctor there, that, that the second guy that comes, out, he's like, oh, let's make a woman or whatever. You know, let's do it. <laughs> excuse me. And he goes so far as to go find the creature and like use him against Frankenstein or whatever. But it's kind of weird, and this is what I'm talking about, like with Batman thing. And like I said, when the superheroes are doing the things like in the, in the moment of the act, their mind is doing something. We're like, I'm going to hit this motherfucker so hard. Yeah. That, like, yeah. like I'm going to make yeah. sure fucking red skull don't get up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Batman when he's like, Oh, I'm just going to break his fucking arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it made me think, cause there's a moment where like Frankenstein doesn't want to do it in, in bride. Right. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm done with all that. But then once he starts doing, he's like, "Oh, like damn!" Like he's like, "Man!" Like, and he's kind of like, "I did it again!" Like I did it again! Like I created life again! Like he gets into it, and I'm like, "Is that, you know, that's you're yeah. kind of into it, you know?" Yeah. Like, but for him as a scientist, it's probably like super exciting. Which it kind of I kind of thought about him. Power. Yeah, just well, yeah, power. sure, yeah, sure. He wanted to be like God, you know what I mean? And that's what this doctor chick, but she was being like, God. Yeah, yeah, she's like, you know, wanting to feel that fucking feeling. So it's kind of. I mean, it's extremely dark. I mean, it's dark, but it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's just so much shit in this book that you're just like, wow. There's like so much mm -hmm. of people wanting to be God, people wanting to be powerful, mm -hmm. people wanting to be rulers. That you're just like, damn, yeah. you know. And then, like we said, the parallels between the world we know with like fucking Nazis and yeah. all that shit, and then you're just yeah. like, you know, I mean, I know that people like they specifically say in the movie like the in the in the in the book they don't do this like they just blindfold people but in the movie they specifically use like the black bag over mm -hmm. the head which you know there was the images from Gitmo that yeah. were like that yeah. was like a big thing yeah. so it's like you know again pointing to that whole you know administration yep. Stuff. Yep. so it's kind of like you know but again it's it's meant to make you think and make you think like do you think this shit does it happen still there's still stuff going there's on in the world that's happening. Like, there's people that are doing you know whatever i yeah. mean you know i mean 
God forbid, right? Double H fucking years from now, we find out, you know, like, oh, COVID was a fucking <laughs> brewed up in a lab and we all got this vaccine or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, God only knows, right? It would be something. I'm, I'm hoping for the superpowers. I'm hoping for that. You know what I mean? Like, let me get something here, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, so very, very interesting. I love how we're having this conversation too, where it's like you're a lot of the book stuff. And stuff I mean, I, I'm remembering it like as we go to it. Plus, I said I watched those kind of quick, like uh, cliff note versions yeah, of the yeah. of the of the uh, of, on YouTube, whatever. Which but are like great I said, for the anyone, book but... is so great that the movie because it's only can be like about two two and a half hours. Sure, that it leaves out so much of the information that the book, you know, and it kind of sees like the other characters falling apart because of all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, you know, you see poor wives that are, you know you know, that lost her husbands, you know, yep. and shit like that, that they're very affected, you know, and, you know, so it's pretty, it's pretty dark. It's pretty yeah. deep. There's, there's way more characters in the, in there's the a book, lot more characters. Did, in the no, I didn't get to ask you, did you get to rewatch the movie? You did. No, I was, I, did. I was thinking you no. didn't get to it, which is, no. it's actually worked out better because I just rewatched it. Yeah. But I know that would be like the back of my hand. Like I, yeah. I Don't really know me. that movie. Yeah. yeah. So me. it's like, you know, I mean, I didn't need to rewatch it, but I did anyway. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's like a reason to rewatch it. But yeah, like I hadn't reread the book in a while, but as I was like kind of skimming it and I was like, okay, like certain parts. There's like, so you know, much good shit. There is, the yeah. Like so I reread much. all the priest part. I reread yeah. all the Prothero part. Yeah. I reread all of the- um, The doctor. The doctor part. And then I was just about to reread the the Evie part where she's, Evie. you know, she goes through her thing or whatever. Ooh, that was, that's you know? real. And it's pretty, it's pretty close. Yeah. It is pretty close. Cause yeah. I was like, oh, this is very similar, yeah. you know, with the rat and like, you know, but of course, you know, you have her inner monologue. And again, that when, when it came out last night, I was watching the movie with uh, Jess and my sister. I said, uh, this is my favorite part of the movie. And, like, <laughs> and, I, and it's so funny because you get so sucked into that story. It's yeah, like a story do. within a story. And Which it is Alan Moore so does a great beautiful. job of always doing that, yeah. that story within the story. You know, the tell Black Freighter. The tell the Black Freighter, yeah. I know. Which is completely cut out of the movie, but you kind of have to, but, right? Yeah. But when you do read it, when you're reading The Watchmen and you do read that part, you're just like, wow, the parallels. You know? <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's that's fucking awesome. It makes me really think, like, what Alan Moore doesn't like, because I think he doesn't like that, like, his beautiful work squeezed into, like, a two-hour <laughs> movie. It's, like, kind of bastardizing it, you know? Because it sure, needs to be fleshed sure. out. And I don't think people realize that, hey, a miniseries can be better than a movie. Yeah, now, yeah, now it we definitely be. know that. Yeah. yeah, it makes me wonder if he, you think he watched the the Watchmen sequel? The no, he said no. He, he said no. The, no. That David no, Lindelof did great. He's done with. Yeah, he's with done with, with TV. Yeah. which is so funny because let me tell you, I, I watched that interview with him right that I told you about, <laughs> and it looks like it's older. Um, it's probably definitely before the V movie came out, but oh, you know okay. they're okay. they're pretty much asking about his graphic novels. Like, what do you think about each again? Like six seven minutes. Like he he reads from he reads from the the one that we have right oh, here, really? and he's like quoting. But the way he's reading it is like he's doing a lot of like looking at the camera, and like I'm like, okay, I know you're into your own words or whatever. But I'm <laughs> of like, of course he is because he believes know, it. All, sure, you know? yeah, okay. But I'm like, all right, like you know, it's funny because they talk about like Tarantino how he changed the Bible verse in in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and they, they go only only a movie director or movie writer screenwriter <laughs> would think that he could rewrite the word of God better, right? This is an interesting, you know, yeah. uh, comparison. Or so I was like, you, you're gonna okay, reread your stuff because you believe in that stuff. That's your real writing. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure. It. Hey, if my shit was in print and somebody was That's quoting it, I thought, yeah. this is fucking. Yeah. This is you're gonna believe This it, is yeah. prose. Yeah. This is Shakespeare right here. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, guys, we're right up against probably what will be our last break, right? <laughs> probably, yeah, 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 I think yeah, we're yeah. we're pretty close yeah. to the end here. We're gonna wrap up things on V. 
We want to get to uh, celebrating the 5th of November the with uh, all of, of you. Uh, yeah, Guy Fawkes Day. Right? Yep. Guy yes, Fawkes Day. Yes, yes. As, as learned by Double A's Three Stooges calendar. My Three Stooges calendar. Way to go, Three Stooges calendar. <laughs> That's not on my Star Wars calendar that hangs it's around. It's not my damn Three Stooges I need to go look. I'm going to go check my Star Wars calendar <laughs> yeah, when I get okay. home and be like that. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, let's get to your comments. Comment in some more. <laughs> Tell us what you're doing to celebrate the 5th of November. We'll be right back. All right, guys, if you were checking us out, we had a few comments in there. Uh, Joe was there. Jeremy was there uh, in the comment section. Guys, we want you to uh, invite you to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, there you can see all the visual bits that we do that don't work on a podcast, as Jerry D. from Totally Rad Christmas says, which is true. Don't work. <laughs> and we had a big visual bit at the beginning of this show, which uh, may not have made a lot of but sense. But we've been saying that uh, on YouTube. You guys have been. Uh, viewing, so you and we greatly are, appreciate you guys that, are yeah. interested in what we're showing. So All we awesome. ask is that you hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell to get notifications. It's one show a week, and yeah, it's only you, gonna go off once. If you watch the first 30 seconds and you're bummed, you can take off, just th- give us 30 seconds. That's all <laughs> we ask, uh, for sure on YouTube. But if you prefer watching us, uh, this video version on Facebook, you can do that as well. Uh, uh we ask you to uh, like our page, just another Friday night. And join our Facebook group, The Friday Night Faithful, who is all of you. You are Friday Nighters. Uh, and then we'll keep the conversation going about whatever the topic may be. And it doesn't have to be the topic. We'll talk about anything. Anything. You know what I mean? Anything so, pop culture, yeah. you know, throw it in. You we know? just got our new friend Patricia uh, in, and she's a and, horror fan. So we, we get that. We have a few podcasters, too, that we, we tell them, you know, share your stuff on our page, too. You know, we have, like, about two or three podcasts that, you yeah. know, usually share our stuff. We, you know, the Now Watch This. Totally right. Christmas, and then we have uh, the other one. I, I forget the uh, Christmas one. Is it a Christmas? No, one? it's the the other one. I, oh, I oh, oh, uh, uh, the blurred nerds. Yeah, the, the blurred, blurred nerds, nerds are great yes, guys. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but the blurred nerds. That's okay. And we, yeah. we tell them, you know, you know, come to our page, mm-hmm. share your stuff with us. You know, share. You know, maybe our fans will like your stuff too. So. Yeah, and then there's even other groups like there's like uh you know our good buddy you know Rizzo over at Invincible, yeah, Invincible Comics, Comics and more yeah. where he's constantly selling stuff that yeah. you guys guys this stuff would make great Christmas gifts. Yeah, the comic book lover in your life, the guy that's a fan of this stuff. Oh, did you see his new Negan cover? Yes, I did. Gosh yes, I did. dang it, that was yeah. a gorgeous. And then gorgeous you know cover. we we try to help our our buddy at you know at uh, Authority Comics uh-huh. you know, right here. Yeah, you know? there you go, Mario Delgado Mario, over at Authority you know? Comics. Uh, great salesman. You're not going to find a better comic book salesman anywhere in Texas mm-hmm. than Mario. You know, so, yeah, yeah. So one hundred percent. Come man. to our page, man. You'll see a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and if you want to get a shirt like Double A is wearing, you go right here, threelegedrabbit.com. That's run by one of our friends over at the Now Watch This Podcast with Lucky and Joe, a.k.a. the Dork Dad Lucky. Uh, It's his site. He's got many, many cool T-shirts, but he's also got many, many cool podcast T-shirts, including our own, um, including the uh, very awesome versions uh, created by Chris Rizzo, uh, where it looks like a cover of Sin City. You get the Double A version or the CM version. We don't care which version you get. Just get one. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. That's super awesome. So the merch is out there. Um, so guys, go check that out or whatever. But uh, we're not talking that right now. We're talking all things. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason that plot. Double A. So let's let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. I mean, we don't need to go into necessarily the no, end but, of the book or the no, movie. No, we want no, people but, to watch. You know, I, lo- I love the character. The B character mm-hmm. is so great. He, he's kind of heroic, but kind of like you don't know what he's trying to do his end game until finally the end yeah where it's yeah. like you know he's he just wants to be a symbol of tr- 
getting over this oppression yeah that you know the people have put themselves in you know and he he has this great part where he's talking to lady justice you know, yeah i love that you know he's like you know i was in love with you and then you cheated on me mm-hmm. you you embraced you know the the fascism while yeah. i find a new lover and then, you know that new lover is anarchy, anarchy. you know and he's just he like, even talks about her wearing the blindfold he's like i see why you wear that yeah, blindfold yeah. you know I mean, like that shit is really there's, there's so beautiful many good parts. and powerfully yeah, written. There's that part, you know, and again, the Valerie part, you know, the whole story about her, you know, she was a, a very beautiful actress mm-hmm. who was lesbian, you know, and she fell in love with this woman. And for three years, it was the greatest, you know, three years of her life. And then, you know, that's when the Norse fire took over. That's when Europe went into, you know, the chaos, disarray. Yeah. disarray. You know, and then it got, you know, taken over by, you know, supremacists, you know, fascists, mm-hmm. you know, and she, you know, her lover got taken away, got tortured, you know, it gave up her name, mm-hmm. you know, and then she committed suicide because she was felt so guilty about giving her up. And Valerie, you know, fought and fought and fought, you know, until her body just gave out on her. Yeah. But, you know, the, the messages she was sending V, maybe it made V survive even more maybe that's where v got his whole purpose everything you know the anarchy the the destruction the the vengeance maybe it was because of her maybe it was that notes that made him uplifted you know i love you you know maybe that's all sometimes people need to hear sometimes when you're in a really really low place sometimes when people just tell you i love you you know that's a very powerful three-letter word you know and it could really make that person when you're feeling super low that person hangs on to those three words and is like okay yeah. there's someone out there that cares about me that's all you need sometimes it's just knowing that there's one person out there you know and it's such a beautiful part and he goes on this you know just this mission just to avenge her avenge what happened to them at that camp those people and just reign anarchy on this fucking government that didn't care about anybody that only cares about themselves you know so yeah yeah it's a great great story like in the title you know the vendetta he's he's vengeance he's the vendetta vendetta. yeah and i think that there's something else too there you know like um i mean i agree pretty much 100 with everything you said definitely but just like you said you know regarding the i love you thing is a little bit off topic but i mean like you know we just saw cm punk drop that really beautiful promo on AEW where he mentioned, you know, if you need help, if you feel a certain kind of way, you reach out to somebody, you know what I mean? Me and double A are people. We might not know you from this group or from this podcast, but you could, if you're feeling a certain kind of way, you can reach out to one of us. We'll sit with you and talk with you. You know what I mean? Like we're human beings too. You know what I mean? We're going through the human experience as well. And if you need somebody because you're feeling that kind of way, then let us know. You know what I mean? And we want to wish you know, John Moxley, a, a quick recovery too with what he's doing. I mean, that's super brave. And I think it's fucking awesome that CM Punk took the opportunity to sit in the middle of the ring and do that and say that. And I think that's really, really badass. But that's exactly kind of, you know, relating back to what we're talking about when it comes to V. Because I think, in my opinion, and, and the essence of it is there in the book and the movie where, yes, it was these specific people that did this to him that ran this facility, uh, you know, and yes, he was on a mission for vengeance and a vendetta for them. But what he saw was, was that he was like, in a sense, they were still the pawn of the bigger enemy, they which were. was the government. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why he went on this vendetta for, for them. And, you know, there's a huge part in, in both the book and the movie that revolve around 
he basically tortures this young woman that he cares about or whatever because she lives in fear in both versions and she's afraid and and it's, and it's it's really beautiful written and it's kind of like ugly to read about it but it's kind of like she comes out stronger because of what he does to her and it kind of like frees her it does it does free her but but I mean, Dilly, that part is so it's fucked brutal. up. It's, a, it's you're very like, brutal. I mean, and it kind of gives you a clue, maybe, of what he went through. Yeah, and maybe that's why he's doing that to her. Right. Uh, imagine, imagine you gain freedom through something, yeah. and you're like, "Well, now this person's telling me they want freedom. Well, I got to do to them what happened to me. That's the only way I know to do it. That's going to really work." And and. When he explains it, it is true, but you're also like, you know, in the movie, you know, you see it and in the book, yeah, it's in like, the book too, he's kind of like, you know, what you're feeling right now, that's freedom. You're actually going out there like she's having a hard time breathing and he's like, because you're so close to being so free from what your shackle, your shackles, you know, that scene of her in the rain um, yeah. is to me so similar to Andy yeah. Dufresne yeah. and the Shawshank Redemption yes, and in the rain. Yes. And it's just gorgeous. I never even thought about that. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. I know you love Shawshank, yeah. and yep. I just I see and feel that scene in so many ways. And you're like, man, and and again, it's like he gave her this gift, yeah. but it came through all this pain and all this. Basically, the person that you are gets torn down to nothing. It doesn't exist no more. Maybe this is what they say they do in the military, where they're, where they're trying to tear you down and rebuild you a certain way. That's essentially what V does. He takes the frightened, naive girl, and he makes a strong, powerful woman. Now, as I'm watching this last night with my girlfriend and my sister, my girlfriend's watching it, but you know, we're kind of all talking because we've seen it all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I say, you see this, right, baby? And she goes, yeah, it's been a while, though. And then she's like, she becomes him, right? She becomes V. And I said, and I, and I know she hasn't read the book. And I'm like, no, babe, that's not in this one. Oh. And then as I was revisiting the book, I was like, oh, fuck, that's what happens. Yeah, like, book, that's yeah. what happens. And I, yeah. I said, so I asked her, I said, what led you to think that way? She goes, well, it just seemed like the things that he was doing were to build up the next person. Uh -huh. and I'm like, talk about the idea translating, though, yeah, where right? she saw it yeah. going that way. Yeah. This is a, my girlfriend is like a very fair weather fan of this stuff. She saw it going that way based on what she was seeing in the movie. That's not how the movie goes because she does not become, you know, V. But in the book, that's exactly that's what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Evie becomes, in a sense, yeah. the next V the or symbol. whatever. The symbol, right. He's trying to, like, you know, kind of like how, you know, although we on the, the bottom part of Batman's mask is open. It's like, you know, he says that, you know, under under the mask, it's like the 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 symbol of Batman is supposed to be what it is. You know and I mean, yeah. you know, although you got to be a white guy and with a chiseled chin to be Batman, yeah. you know? So it's like, you know, that's why I like Spider-Man a little bit better. The mask covers the whole thing. Anyone can wear the mask. And I mean, that's a, that's a theme of Spider-Man. And it's like, that's a huge theme of V. They do it differently in the movie where everybody gets a mask and the people are represented by all wearing it or whatever. That's right. That's right. But in the, in the book is a very cool because she is sense in a sense, essentially takes a, a protege herself where it's like, this yeah, person will be his deputy, almost. right? Yeah, this will be who I train now yeah. in the ways of you know, like, hey, th the curtains pull back. This is what's behind the fucking scenes, or whatever you know, um, and and to make that person you know essentially become the next, you know, uh, I mean, you could almost say spirit of vengeance in a way, yeah. right? Don't yeah. I mean, like that's kind of yeah. what it is. And so I I totally dig that. I totally love that. I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, we're not anarchists, you know what I mean, or anything like that, but we definitely get, you know, 
there's something to it. Like you wouldn't call like Native Americans anarchists, but they lived kind of more that was like with necessity or whatever you, you know, live off the land you know your 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 motivation is survival well, not like you know we've had this we've had this talk off air me and you talking mm-hmm. about like how you know sometimes we want to we want to say you know what let's give up all the materials like it'd be so nice <laughs> yeah we probably feel like we probably would be freer, liberated yeah liberated sure. we didn't care about so much of this shit you mm-hmm. know and we've had, deep, you know, pretty deep talks about this, you know, mm. where it's just like, man, I bet it'd be nice if we just gave up everything we cared about. And I bet you it'd be so liberating to not even have this worry anymore, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all. That's what it is. I, I tell everyone that I said, think about the things that bind you. Think about bills. Think about all that. I'm like, you're bound by those things because we tell ourselves that, well, if I want a Snickers bar, I give yeah. you this piece of paper that yeah. I call a $5 bill and you believe it's worth that. And I believe it's worth that. And that's what makes it work. And you're like, well, what if people didn't believe that? Remember the Nazis were printing their own currency yeah. and that was going to be the new currency or whatever. <laughs> and once their shit failed, it's like, well, now it's worthless. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's all about, it's, it's, it's really is a lot faith-based. I tell people insurance, look at insurance. There's life insurance, there's house insurance, there's car insurance. You know what insurance, insurance is peace of mind. Yeah, it really is. You're buying it into really something is. that in the event something bad happens to me, you're going to make me be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. What? What a concept, right? Double A. Like, do you think that the Native Americans in, in, in you know, old the old West, you know, had this thought? No, no, you can't buy peace of mind. Nope. I mean, like, sometimes things aren't okay. They yeah. would grow crops and store them and hope to make it through the winter. Yep. If you're in a harsh area where the winter is real bad, and if not, you migrate south and you you're trying to survive. Survival is the is the key. You know what I mean? It's like not not power. And this is but what happened. People got probably, the power. But how free they probably felt, though, oh just God, living yeah. like that. You they, know? They, they probably just felt like, oh, this is just, like, this is just what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. remember how many times we've been camping together a couple of times, yeah. right? And what do you do when you go camping? It's like, you, you get there, you set up your what? Your mm-hmm. shelter. Because, yep. well, there might be the elements. Yeah. Okay. And where are we going to sleep, right? Okay. And then what do you do next? You're like, well, we should probably get something ready to eat. Yeah. Then you eat or whatever, right? There's very kind of a little bit of downtime for activity. Because yeah. then before you know it, you're like, okay, now pack up the shelter and uh-huh. pack it. Like, like you're preparing for the next yeah. thing. Like that's what life was like back then when there was no other whatever Not some group telling you what to do not some group telling you you can't do this you can't do that you what know? are taxes taxes tell uh, you that hey we're we're providing you this we're yes. providing you yeah. we're protecting you we're doing you're paying right. for this land but if you can't make your payment i mean you're gonna get thrown off you know it's kind of like all right <laughs> and again we're not anarchists you know what i mean we're just saying that like the, the, but the, i think the, the whole book. purpose is is to make yeah. you think right yeah. like think about it think about the things that you do every day think about the choices that you make think about the officials why do you go in at eight o'clock why yeah. do you go in at seven o'clock you know? mm-hmm. yeah you know think about the people that you elect into office whatever if we have to play by these rules okay think about making the best outcome not just for you and your family but your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and your your other family. because guess what if we don't look out for each other they're not looking out for they're us. They're not, and they're not. That's what this T-shirt says. It says, "People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people." And that is a huge theme of the book and the movie. 
in V for Vendetta because that's what he's saying. He's like, remember, we're the power, not them. It's supposed they, to be that way. They're only the power if we let them be the power. And we have let them be the power yep, for a long time. Yep. And the, and again, those few people that have it, they hold on to it and they don't let it go. And they'll do anything to keep it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, again, there's extremes in the in the book and in the movie, you know, viruses and war and all that mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? But again, it's like, you know, it's only... It's only if you let them have it, do they have it? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so interesting character, um, interesting storyline, interesting group of characters. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I say in the book, it's really kind of like fleshed out a lot. Yeah. You, know? you got power behind power. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. And I had a beautiful figure of V. It was a, a, a NECA. I forgot who made it. Ooh, it was gorgeous. Yeah. When I sold my first collection, I sold it. As far as I, I've looked for it now, and it goes for well over seventy dollars. So I've never seen one at any cons, um, and I definitely ain't seen one online for cheaper than that. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe I let that go. But it was badass from the movie. He looks great with the tall hat, and like it's it's an awesome figure. You know, it's funny because like uh, David Lloyd, I read some interview too saying that how the mask uh, just started sounding like crazy after the movie. Came oh yeah, out, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And we have seen so many. Uh, oh, it's everywhere. Like so many. When people protest, they have the guy mm -hmm. box mask, and you're yeah. just like, "Wow!" I know? think the famous like anonymous, uh, anonymous, too. anonymous, they, they use the, the that. hacker uses yeah, they it. Use that. Yeah, again, because it is a symbol. It's a symbol of of revolting and rebelling against the quote unquote powers <laughs> that be. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know, and again, I don't. There's anything wrong with with revolt in the right, you know, in the right essence. You know what I mean? Uh, what does Jeremy say here, Dilly? He goes, I actually always loved V as a character. Something about the character always gets me. I always like mysterious uh, characters, characters, and V fits that so perfectly. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good character. He's a really solid character. He He's very driven in what he's trying to do. He's very calculating. Mm -hmm. And you're just thinking, man, this man is crazy, and he's not. He has a whole plan yeah. outline. Like, they say that he actually murdered, like, about 40 people. And like the four years prior before he went to the big three that he really wanted. oh wow that's which cool. is like but they all look like they died of natural, natural causes, causes and yeah. they didn't you know so yeah. he was he's very very busy and yeah. what's what's interesting to me also is the fact that um he was very big on who i am or who i was before doesn't matter no because uh -uh. this is the, the idea is what you're protecting you protect and i like too because evie like at the end of the book at least mm -hmm. she thinks about maybe taking off the mask and yeah. she's so afraid but then she doesn't she's like you know what no yeah it doesn't matter who's behind the mask it's about what he represented and that's in the movie you know, too where she uh, wants to take it off yeah. but then she decides otherwise and she ends up kissing him on the mask yeah which is yeah. like a uh it's kind of a weird moment or whatever, but you're like, all right, like that. But that's you get it though. Like that mask is him. Yeah, you know, and that's what he tells Creedy in the end of the movie. In the movie part, he says, he says, uh, "Who I am doesn't matter." And again, like I said, yeah. I quote earlier, he says, "Because because ideas are bulletproof." So it's like, what you can't take is what I've already given all the people by yep. showing them this yep. face, this visage, mm -hmm. which is sense. It's kind of like I feel like Batman brought kind of heavily from that. Yeah, I like, did. I like, did. Yeah. No, right. it did, especially the Batman Begins. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, but if I wear your cowl, you can see that <laughs> I've got a a birthmark and then a, a semi beard here. Double A's got a much healthier beard. <laughs> I get where you're going, Batman, but you cover the whole shit up if you're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? 
but uh great great comment jeremy so um interesting and and I mean, cool I think that you bought anybody, that book yeah i think if anybody opens the book you know you'll be sucked in right away you know beautiful so art great stuff great yeah. writing yeah. i mean like again the first couple of pages with the ev thing you're like what the heck you know what i mean so it's it's amazing it's a it's a wonderful read i'm honored to own three copies and two <laughs> copies of the movie you know uh it's badass man great choice double a can't say enough yeah, about remember, how you pulled this it's one the fifth of november so. yeah for sure uh anything else double a yeah just you know check it out it's a really cool book it's a really cool movie check it out i think you'll you'll probably feel you know like man maybe i should do something <laughs> for know? sure at least look at the people that are in charge a little bit better if you got to play by the rules again make sure that you're letting the rules yeah. be chosen that are, yeah. suit you to the best you know what i mean so um again question things and it's not wrong to question things it's not wrong it's not. to to challenge I, ideals that have existed or whatever you know why is this why do you do these things why do you because after a while some things? people forget why they were there in the first place sure. they're just doing them exactly because you're comforting it exactly know? and remember those in power want to stay in power and yeah. they'll do anything to bad. hold on to it so real bad you know what i mean and again if you're a person that says i don't want to live by that you know what i mean like i said earlier and again I read this is that, is that anarchy does not mean without rules. It means without rulers. And, you know, currently we kind of live in a society filled with rulers. You know what I mean? So, and I don't mean the measuring kind you get at your fucking elementary <laughs> school. So uh, take that into mind. Take that into account. Well, double if you don't have anything else. It was fun. It was fun chopping this up. Great, uh, great choice, man. Yeah. yeah super it's excited. cool that it is November 5th. And it's a book, that movie that we really love. So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, check it out. Check out the book. Check out the movie. They're both great in their own right. Uh, they exist, and to me, as their own medium, perfectly. So they're, they're going to join both. Uh, Jeremy says, uh, actually, guys, uh, great talk. going to be tuning in a lot more now that I got a new profile on Facebook. Right. Great, man. Great. Uh, Jeremy, make sure you join the group, the Friday Night Faithful, so we yeah, can get did. you in there. Okay, perfect. Um and uh we're glad to have you back in your new profile form don't lose your information this time <laughs> uh guys we like to see here on just another friday night every uh friday night that we get to do this how show perfect is it for this one yeah it sure is uh two things guys we like to say if there's something that you want to do a hope a dream if there's uh, an idea you want to challenge <laughs> uh seize the day there's no time like today we just had an election not that long ago you know what i mean like make every election go out and vote educate yourselves about who the candidates are i mean you know educate yourself just period you know what i mean like read stuff like this read literature that challenges the normal ideals whatever and 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 ask those questions or whatever you know and educate the people that you know you learned about it with so seize the day in that respect right double one yep and the other thing we'd like to say is uh <laughs> clearly a man that does whatever <laughs> it takes there is no one probably that did it, did it better than cap uh excuse me than v himself cap says do whatever it takes he's trying to bring back half the population of the world uh, the universe, uh -huh. uh, you know, after Thanos is snapped and he says, uh, hey, guys, we got one shot. We do whatever it takes. Um, I don't think V needed anybody to tell him that. He nope. just knew that he was going to do whatever it yeah. took after that. And and again, I, I even see even that sometimes at Evie's expense, he didn't care. It was like yeah. the, the the mission was solitary yeah. or whatever. And and he was on that on that path. And I think that that that's another kind of divergence in the book and the movie that people probably don't like is that you know he gets more infatuated with v with evie in the in the movie but because she's a little bit older that that story plays out a little bit different because she's an older an older gal there or whatever but 
but uh, definitely. Steve, we're glad to hear that you agree. He says, true, Chuck. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, well, for myself, uh, double, uh, I'm not double A. <laughs> Too many beers. For my for myself, CM Chuck, and <laughs> this has been just another Friday night. We want to give a very special thanks to our guest who made it out tonight on his busiest night of the year. This is like his Christmas. Uh, v, who joined us earlier, uh, if you're listening on audio, go check him out visually on YouTube uh, or on uh, Facebook uh, to see the, the visual appearance of one himself, V, on the 5th of November. So, guys, uh, have a great night. Stay safe, be smart, protect yourselves, and uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. All right, guys, good night. We'll catch you next week.